Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, Ken and Lisa just left Villa Rosa so I can record an ad. Have you ever wanted to make a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it is totally free with no catch. When Scandaval first erupted, Amy and I needed to start a podcast immediately. And we use Spotify for Podcasters because it is the easiest way to publish a podcast instantly. So now... I highly recommend that you give it a try if you've ever wanted to have a podcast. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Hello, my name is Riley Hamilton. And I'm Amy Scarlotta. And this is Turtle Turtle Time. Time. Oh my God. (laughs) Amy and I just workshopped that intro and I think it sounded really good. We are professionals. Yeah, that was amazing. Okay, yeah, yeah. And your levels are are very good. It was just because you yelled Turtle Time. That's why it's not robot. We had a brief moment in our sound check where I sounded like a robot again. (laughs) It it brought me back to episode two of Turtle Time when we were doing robot voices (laughs) and echoey bunker. Yes. Um, well, Amy, this is a, a wonderful, like, huge day in breaking news for Turtle Time Pod. Yeah, we did, like, a full, like, journalistic journey yesterday, like, getting up at the crack of dawn in the rain, driving out to Van Nuys. Van Nuys, of all places, 30 minutes away from me. Yeah, 
I think it was like 23 minutes for me at that hour. Not bad, actually. But, but <laughs> that isn't bad, but that was absolutely no traffic. Rainy, yeah. 6.30 a.m. traffic. It was harrowing. Yeah. Oh, it was so scary getting to that courthouse. But what we um, witnessed is a Vanderpump Rules historical moment. Oh, yeah. We were there. So a little background. I... Well, Turtle Time Podcast and I were specifically was asked to contribute to a true crime documentary, <laughs> sort of in the style of The Housewife and the Hustler. Do you, yeah. you remember that? Like, yeah, on Hulu. Right? Whatever those are called, they're like they're like specials, news yeah. specials, but sort of curated more to like reality TV mm-hmm. and like pop culture. Yeah, like. Yeah, they're like Nightline Presents or something like that. Yeah, Nightline Presents Scandaval. That is <laughs> that is really what is going to be airing like sometime around the reunion. And so Amy and I were a part of that in a big way. <laughs> yeah, they asked us to come out at the crack of dawn. They wanted to get Riley's thoughts. Um, there was a real camera guy, a sound person, a producer, Um <laughs> it they, was very dramatic. They asked me questions, and they asked me to do it in a format where uh, you it's sort of like a confessional interview where you have to say the full sentence. You can't answer the question properly. And I hadn't been able to sleep the night before because I was so nervous about this this ABC News documentary thing. So I couldn't sleep, and, and it was raining, and I was so cold. And they were asking me to look the producer in the eyes and answer questions in full sentences, and I flopped so hard. Amy was so nice <laughs> not telling me, but I could not construct a sentence. I was so tired, and I've never done anything like that before. So hopefully they're able to get some – I mean, I don't even know if they'll, they'll air it, but hopefully they're able to, like – I hope they cast you as like a total lunatic, <laughs> a there, total smear campaign. I, I'd say there's a 50% <laughs> chance they say this insane man showed up to the courtroom, even though they asked us to go. We would have never gone to the Sheena court hearing. No, That's true, right? No. They asked us. So this is already, I'm getting ahead of the curve, the the, <laughs> the press cycle. Amy and I, we, we're telling the true story of this. If I, if they go, if they go, this local man is absolutely <laughs> insane. He showed up to Sheena's restraining order hearing, but there is a chance they portray yeah, it like I that. I hope it's like, it's like, and some of their fans like go too far and then they like splice up your audio, like just like totally Frankenstein. Yeah. This guy has a really weird podcast in TikTok where he does absolutely despicable things. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, it's. I have to trust those producers and their yeah. integrity. I mean, I think that they really were just like, they had seen you online. They were like, probably no one's really going to this because there's not that much fanfare. It's not like a Britney Spears trial or something like that. So they're like, we have to just like confirm that someone will be there that we can talk to so that we can like beef out this moment. Yes. You know? Yes. Put, put this in historical context, which mm-hmm. I hope I was able to do, but I just told you all I was so flustered and it's going to come off probably like I was insane, but you know, <laughs> um, but actually being there was pretty amazing because we were a part of a very limited press pool. It was just <laughs> us, ABC news, TMZ, Another rival podcast. One, one in, uh, We're not even to say their name. Amy and I have this huge, huge rivalry with this other podcast. And we, yeah, obviously I'm not giving them listeners, but they were sitting right next to us in the, what's that called? The outer court. Um, yeah, hallway. just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were waiting for the, uh, for it to begin. We were like, there were a few uh, 
not trials, but hearings before us. Yeah, other restraining order hearings were happening. It was like they they all put them back to back on one day in Mm -hmm. one courtroom. So there were like 12 very quick restraining order (laughs) hearings Mm -hmm. right before we got to the biggest one in history, (laughs) Shea versus Levis. Yeah. Um, it was, it felt like we were at jury duty. Like, I mean, when else, at least I don't have much experience going to court outside of jury duty, but it felt kind of fun. Cause it, I was saying it reminded me of better call Saul, just like the like daily slog of like small claims and like yes. the downtrodden lawyers and like their little outfits and like the coffee. It's, it's completely <laughs> unglamorous in a way that like the Vanderpump rules universe is very, mm-hmm. has the, a nice sheen to it. And the courtroom was very, you know, it's dull, it's boring, you can't record. People mm-hmm. are just doing their, you know, their jobs. Brock and Sheena dressed amazingly. Oh though. my god, yeah. They looked great. They sort of made it, they sort of made the courtroom uh, pop a little bit. Oh yeah. Sheena was wearing like a camel suit that was like tailored like perfectly to the floor. She had a bun, like a tight bun. Tight bun. Um, her nails were very long. Yes. Um, yeah, she like was full glam, and Brock looked nice. He was wearing like a little pea coat. Um, and like, yeah, when they walked in, it was a breath of fresh air compared to the drab yeah. surroundings. Yeah, Amy and I both just like gasped. <laughs> but but I wanted to say one note before we get into the actual courtroom with them. We got to announce ourselves as press, and we got to put <laughs> on this sheet of paper that it, that all the press writes on, we got to say Turtle Time Podcast on an actual <laughs> piece of paper. And someone goes, someone was like, yeah, Turtle Time Podcast. There's another podcast here. It's the Turtle Time Podcast. <laughs> it was like kind of, it, it was really nice to be like one of the six or five oh, yeah. press outlets that were there. The woman from the other podcast was sitting next to me and she goes, what podcast are you from? And I was like, Turtle Time? Well, well you're, we, we did the same intro that you just heard at the beginning. We, <laughs> I said, my name is Riley. <laughs> I'm Amy. And this is Turtle, Turtle Time. Time. And she loved it. She was like, I'm going to listen. <laughs> she was like, she was like, what podcast are you from? And I was yeah. like, Turtle Time. And she was like, huh. Like, she gave me, like, such a look of judgment. And then, like, 30 seconds later, she turned around again and was like, oh, like, Ramona Turtle Time? And I'm like, yeah, bitch, you have a fucking... Sorry, I'm getting I'm getting high for No, now. yeah, I mean, we, told, we said like, this is a rivalry. You have a literal Bravo podcast and Turtle Time doesn't ring a bell immediately for you? Like, something's yeah. wrong. Yeah, for real. I mean, there was, um, there was a dismissive attitude uh, from that other podcast. <laughs> I felt like they thought we were beneath them, even though we were doing literally the exact... <laughs> Same thing at the yeah. same time for the same exact reasons. Like, why would you be dismissive of us? I know. I think they were pissed that they weren't the only ones yeah, I mean, to get the scoop. Okay. So then then uh, Amy and I had to wait for maybe a full hour yeah. for all the other restraining orders. And I, I told you this at the time, but I kind of forgot why we were there because we're just sitting. <laughs> it felt like we were at the airport. Like, I was like, what are we doing? We were just like chatting. It was so boring. <laughs> with, we were chatting with like the junior producer who was like, forced to be there yeah, she, her phone uh, well, i don't want to <laughs> blow her spot or whatever she was amazing her, she was yeah. amazing 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 but she was uh, going through some technical difficulties on her end her phone We're just like turned into a brick the second she got to a courthouse like it, it wouldn't turn on at yeah. all and she was like freaking out because obviously like, it's like she needs to connect with her senior producer who's outside yeah and she just she didn't have any you know access to her phone but she did uh have access to her laptop and she was able to bring that in with her to the courtroom yeah to take they notes. allowed laptops for notes um which uh, is interesting but yeah the phones they literally made us confirm that our phones were off like they made us like push the power button in front of them and confirm that they were off completely i was getting so nervous because i was like i know my phone is off but i was worried that if i touched the button it would turn on again because i don't (laughs) know how the phone button works but the 
they know at the courtroom. Yeah. They're like, if you push that button, it's not going to turn back on your phone. Yeah. I had two phones and I was like <laughs> fumbling around with them. I was like, Ugh. oh, the laptop thing. I mean, I don't know how if you want to get into the minutia of courtroom hearing etiquette, but if you bring a laptop in there, you can go nuts. Yeah, in the you could do anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, who knows if you're not recording a laptop? It seemed like it was uh, controversial about whether or not the laptop was, in fact, allowed because when she brought it in, they were like, no, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. And then they were like, um, actually, the judge said that yeah. um, you can do laptop, laptop for notes. And they were like, oh, okay. You know, he said something. He was like, well, I just can't get uh, used to the rules or something. He, uh -huh. he made it seem like he had never seen a laptop in court before, like uh -huh. that this was like a new thing. Uh -huh. I thought that was interesting. I like the method you took with just the classic notepad. Oh, yeah. I was like, I've never written shorthand before, but I was like trying to learn a new <laughs> type of language. And I did like when they told Sheena when she arrived, they were like, you can't film anything in here. And Sheena yelled really loud. She goes, so I can't vlog. Did you hear her say that? <laughs> I bet she like secretly did vlog. I think she was wearing those like snap specs. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking Brock had a little <laughs> camera on his little lapel. lapel and he was like, we're definitely filming this thing. Yeah. It's like a little like airline pilot um, pin. Yeah. But like the center is like a camera. Yeah. And so then <laughs> I, are we, I guess I'll just say it. We moved into the courtroom. It was like turtle time. It's your guys' time to go into the courtroom. <laughs> you guys are in the second row. So <laughs> it was, it was Brock. Sheena, her her lawyer, maybe yeah. two lawyers, because Raquel's lawyer. She has a very um, like attractive, fashionable lawyer. Oh yeah, the, they the they brought so much glamour to the proceedings. That yeah. Her lawyer looked amazing. I hope he's listening to this. He looked really cool. <laughs> yeah, he was sharp. He was definitely like, I don't know, like <laughs> the other lawyers like in the hallway were like comb over, uh, like sad loafers, better call Saul vibes, like just total like you said, better call that, Saul. That rival of of Sauls in the courtroom, <laughs> yeah. they all had that exact vibe. Just like, oh fuck, yeah, like, like this oh, sucks so bad. Oh, Sheena <laughs> Shea restraining order. Oh. <laughs> but this guy was like, you could tell he's like doing deals. Yeah. So then they said, Turtle Time Podcast. You guys are in the second row, and the way Amy and I sat was, I was just behind. You were in between Sheena and Brock, and I was just to the left of Sheena. We were just, like, the closest you could ever be to them. No, I, mean, I think, could... like, if you put a ruler between my nose and her bun, they, it would touch. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was like, Amy, like, do we ask just one question? Like, is it our journalistic responsibility? But it was just not, obviously, the time or the place. And I couldn't if, – if Sheena would have been like, please don't talk to me right now, I would have died. I would have been so embarrassed. Yeah. I know. It was awkward because we were trying to be professional because, you know, the court is very serious – and the um, Turtle Time podcast is very serious. Yeah. <laughs> we take our 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 duties very seriously. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was like I was trying so hard not to laugh just out of awkwardness of like knowing that it's so dumb that we were allowed to be there. <laughs> and like yeah. there was only like three other people. And the circumstances are so crazy that for, yeah, for some reason Turtle Time podcast was allowed press entry. The fact that they seated <laughs> us right behind them was so insane. I was it, like out of body like I was like am I dreaming right now I was still so tired and I was just like literally the world is a farce yeah, like what is happening the world is a farce the world <laughs> anything can happen anything is possible that's what it made me realize right. any you can be at a court hearing where Sheena <laughs> and Brock are are uh what trying to get their restraining order dismissed and you yeah. can be right behind them as part yeah. of the turtle time podcast yeah that's what I think we've really taken advantage of and what started us doing this in the first place yes. is like 
the knowledge that these people are so accessible and like we live in their city so we can basically if we wanted to we could probably see one cast member per day yeah if we put in like a minor amount of and effort. being accessible is a part of their brands for the most part yeah. they rely on their accessibility to fans and they build businesses based on uh, being accessible to their fans so it's not right. so weird to be right behind sheena and brock at a court hearing right and like when they first came in the po- rival podcasters next to us kind of gave sheena a little thumbs up like you're gonna do great kind oh, of a thing were, and were- sheena was like thanks and like had a huge smile on her face like she like loves it like i think i would be like i mean i'm not a reality star but i would kind of be like who the fuck are these people like what is happening unfortunately i think sheena has like given them an exclusive (laughs) interview in the past or something and they were but they were really trying to show us that they were like the best the head honchos Uh, yeah they were like we talk to sheena and we give her thumbs up and stuff (laughs) and sheena was kind of looking at us but in a way where it's like who the hell no she didn't look she didn't look like that but she was very confused yeah (laughs) like who are these two people they definitely went and sat like as far away from our group as possible like in the way corner Mm -hmm. um but yeah so they let us in we were sitting directly behind them the like bailiff or whatever was like honorable judge (laughs) such and such i forget her name but they were like karen something i I don't remember her last name um and she came in and literally was like this is for x y and z the plaintiff is not here we were to start at 8 30 it is now 9 20 so it's dismissed yep Sheena, oh, so Sheena got called to oh, yes. like the, the inner table. circle, the yeah. table. I don't know what that's called, but she goes, is Miss Shaw, Yeah, is Mrs. Shaw present? And Sheena Shane knew that was her. Yeah. She went, and then they said exactly what you just said. And I thought it was interesting they didn't make us all rise from to the judge. I, I think that those, they're just so quick. That they yeah, they're like, we don't have time for that. But I was literally for like half a second, like, are we supposed to, I almost wanted to clap when she came out. Me too. <laughs> I wanted to be like, woo! I, I, I swear I had the same feeling. I was like, it would be so funny and also appropriate to clap for the judge because it, that's exactly what the vibe is like when the judge comes into the courtroom. Yeah. That would have been so funny. It, it, it was just two, it, two, uh, four hands clapping. Just like a smattering yeah. of applause. I was hoping they would say, all rise, Sheena, Brock, Turtle Time podcast. Um, but then... Then they said the motion is dismissed, and everyone waited for like 20 seconds because um, Sheena and Brock specifically, they didn't know exactly what that meant. And either did I. I was like, there must be something else. Yeah. And then the bailiff? I think so. The bailiff came over, and he just said, we're all done. Yeah. So everyone walked out. Sheena was so stoked, obviously. Brock was like um, stoked, obviously, but he was also pissed at what a waste of time this was that Raquel didn't even show up and they had to go to court. So he was like, I I don't know what that emotion is. He was like relieved, but also like mad at Raquel for making them do this. Yeah. And then he turned to our row and said, sorry, guys, like that was boring or like that was a waste of your time. And that was directly to Amy and I. (laughs) And I just, we said nothing. (laughs) We were like, ah. Uh, oh yeah, I said I tried to say congrats, but he had already moved away from from us. I just love that he's like worried about like our experience. Yes, like yes. he was like basically was like thank you for being here. Yeah. I think he said thanks for the support. Yeah, he, when he was walking out, he, like well, he, as if we're like weird like save Britney fans that are like <laughs> there to be like 
with their best interests in mind. Yeah, which you know, I, I obviously was hoping for that outcome, right? You know, but we're also journalists; like we have to be objective about right. it. But I think he is just so new still to stardom or whatever kind of stardom you know reality TV stars have, which I think is you know stardom. Yeah, and he's still nice to the fans. He's not jaded mm-hmm. yet. Yeah, and so he is just legitimately like, thanks so much, you know, Amy and Riley for coming here today. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused about like. I don't really know the like ins and outs of like exactly what happened because I had heard that Raquel had brought like a paper to the reunion that was kind of like un- an unofficial like dismissal of the charges, but people were saying that it was like not really, it didn't really add up to anything because yeah. it wasn't like a formal like, you know, dropping of the case or whatever. So I don't understand why if she was fucking with them by not coming yesterday or if she like just thought that's how it works like if you know show then it's dismissed which is true but i'm sure she could have dismissed it without them having to come i so i can't imagine raquel giving andy a piece of paper that says the case is dismissed or whatever on it like <laughs> it's just because like handwritten because it yeah that's what i was just thinking it's like it says uh, andy's like raquel gave me a, a piece of paper with crayon on it and it says <laughs> case dismissed it's like <laughs> obviously that wasn't legally binding whatever she did at the reunion because she says, still never mind never mind <laughs> yeah i stop it now <laughs> um but whatever she did was not legally binding because sheena and brock legitimately still had to show up to the hearing and right. because raquel didn't give a shit and didn't show up the restraining order was officially dismissed right yeah I mean, I'd be so annoyed. Like, they revealed in the episode last night that they live in Marina Del Rey now. And I'm like, if I had to drive from Marina Del Rey to Van Nuys in the pouring rain and to get there at 8.30, I would be so mad. And she had to, like, I bet you it took her, like, two hours to get ready. Like, she had full makeup done, like, her outfit chosen, like, ready to go. She, She woke up earlier than us. Yeah. And, like, she had to actually, like, you know... I mean, she didn't have to do anything. She basically didn't have to say a word, but like no. she had to be, you know, in the mindset of yeah. being there. And like, you know, she, I respect her for going. Like, you know, she dotted all her I's and crossed her T's because, you know, you don't want to want to play around when there's a suit happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then she had the perfect, perfect packaged response to TMZ and ABC News, whoever was following her, the, the, the press gaggle that she had this full thing you know which you saw the tmz interview it was Mm -hmm. like raquel wasted the resources of you know the justice system and there are people who actually need to use the restraining order system yeah and so she just basically laid into raquel for misabusing you know the system which i thought was very interesting yeah which is true yeah like very true it's such a waste of time i also kind of felt obviously like tmz is sort of like the like grubs of the earth like they're just like it's like such a toxic universe that they have created but i was like we got to experience what those guys have to do every day like normally we would have just watched the video of her leaving the courtroom walking to her car and and we would just like yeah we would have been like okay cool but like someone has to go get that and like we were there and it's a pain in the ass oh it was (laughs) it was so horrible and they do that every (laughs) single day the same tmz uh, reporter has been interviewing every Vanderpump Rules yeah. <laughs> cast member. Um, he was also, uh, this is like 
TMZ gossip or whatever, which is fine to spread, I guess, because they would do the same thing. But like he was pumping ABC News for information very casually in a way where he was like, oh, yeah, yeah. So um, I remember when they're expected uh, to, to come today. But do you remember when it was? It was very <laughs> like it was clear that he was trying to get more information out of the people that were there that he didn't have. Which yeah. Interesting tactic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, but it was literally just like. By the time, I guess, there were way more people there by the time they were leaving court than, like, yeah, who, before. Who do you think, press-wise, was there after? <laughs> there was one guy I saw, a, a classic, like, beat reporter who looked like he would have been in The Wire season four. <laughs> like, he, he was, like, it looked like he had never reported on reality TV <laughs> in his life before, and he didn't know who the hell any of these people were, but he was in the courtroom with us, too. Oh, I right, wonder right, who, right. He, who he I was know. reporting for. Yeah, he was, like... A like grizzled reporter <laughs> in like a trench coat He's with like, like the know. press yeah. in paper in his hat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he had no clue what he was doing there. He was just sent to go to this like court hearing or whatever. Yeah. But that's that's basically the full story. Besides us finally getting to know if Brock enjoys his new short haircut. Yeah, you got that scoop on his way out. Yeah, and, and yeah, and people are a little dismissive. They said I should have asked a better question or whatever. But isn't it nice to know that he likes this huge dramatic shift in his hair? And he was thrilled to let you know like he the second that like <laughs> after you asked him that i mean he was like thrilled to talk to you he gave you a fist bump oh yeah like, so sweet he was so happy yeah. and then when they were walking away you were like i think should i get a photo should we get a photo and i'm like he would love to take a photo with you like he's so happy to talk to us so then like, I, go, I go brock <laughs> brock can i get a photo with you and he goes yeah of course mate he was like yeah brother yeah yeah brother <laughs> And then he get we had the best, you know, one of my favorite photos of all time. I'll never forget it. You know, it's pouring rain. I have a hood on and he's just being so sweet to me. That was it's really, really nice. good. And then he talked to the rival podcast the whole way to the car. They were so much like, better. At they kidding. were just like walking and talking with him. So now I kind of want to know. Maybe we should listen to their episode and see what they have to say. They're probably like there were these other two little bitches there. They were so <laughs> lame, unprofessional. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they didn't ask Brock anything except if he had a good haircut or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my God. But well, yeah. Yeah. That was that was fun, and I hope you guys liked that inside, you know, uh, behind the scenes look at that oh thing. Yeah. One other thing is that the ABC producer, she was clearly like actually not into Vanderpump. Like mm -hmm. this was like an assignment, you know. Like yes. she was just like having to learn about it to produce the piece, but she was like really thought she was onto something because she was like. They all act like they live in West Hollywood, but obviously they live in the valley because this was filed in Van Nuys. And I was like, yeah. girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Amy and I rolled our eyes. We go, oh no, they all moved to Valley Village <laughs> recently. We were like, uh, in 2017, they bought three identical homes on like similar blocks. Uh, they're all white, uh, coastal style. Yeah. So, wait, we're, so we're getting mad at that other podcast for like um, to being dismissive of us. And then you and I are trying to be dismissive of ABC News. It was like trying to one up their knowledge, so I guess it's just you know uh, karma, I guess. Yeah, but um, yeah, I took like a three-hour nap when we got home. Um, oh yeah, I was like exhausted. Oh, I was wired from it. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't sleep. I was like, I'll never sleep again. That was the most fun I've ever had. Well, let's let's take a quick break and and you know we'll keep talking about everything in the Vanderpump Rules universe. Sounds good. And we're back. Thanks to our sponsor, Loverboy. Uh, yeah, and I'm, we'll, we'll talk about this another time or whatever, but I watched the first season of Summer House. I love Kyle. I Only based on your recommendation and you saying that Jimmy loves Kyle more than anyone, 
um, on Earth in the in the Bravo universe. I was like, I'm I'm definitely watching this, and I love Kyle. <laughs> and I I was not starstruck when he did our last Lover Boy spoken word ad, but this time I am. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Uh, he's the number one guy in that group. I say. Yeah. Okay, yeah, let's let's save our summer house talk uh, because maybe we can start a Patreon just for summer house. Oh my god, if you wanted to go back into the summer house universe with me and start it where I'm fresh and oh, yeah. you are seasoned, Ooh. I think that'd be very fun. So I love summer house. Yeah, oh, and I, I and I want that energy because you love just, it. Yeah, they just announced this morning that there's going to be a new summer house, Martha's Vineyard. You're kidding? Not kidding. Is it? Okay, just just quickly because this is very interesting to me. Uh, any are there any cast? Uh, it's not a crossover. It's a brand new cast. It is a um, a cast of color. They were okay. they're all. Uh, it's a black cast, which I mean, that's great. I didn't know that um, Martha's Vineyard had that flavor. I always assumed that Martha's Vineyard was similar to the Hamptons and that yeah. it was like very white. Yeah, exactly. But in the trailer, they they make it seem like that is like a a historical black vacation spot. So that's interesting. Very interesting. And is it is it's the same concept where um, everyone is leaving their jobs for the weekend and going into a house and living together. I so that so. same concept is the same. I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. That's very exciting. So I'm I'm excited to be starting my summer house journey right at the time when a spinoff is happening. I know. I will say, I don't know. I, I'm a little bit in my like Bravo career of like, spinoffs are hard for me at this point like i never watched southern charm new orleans or whatever the the new That's version of that was i was like i'm good like i actually don't need more like yeah. even like whenever there's a new housewives city i'm like i don't want more just like make the old ones good i don't want a new one like i, I don't like even on the episode last night, the Vanderpump episode, they tried to really sneak in the Southern ha- hospitality afterwards so that you would go straight into watching it. You're, and I was like, right. I'm not watching it. They, they, they capitalized on the success of, of Scandaval and that how many viewers they were going to have. And they immediately led into Southern hospitality to be like, hey, you're going to like this show, too. <sighs> I'm like, where's Watch What Happens Live? I know Andy's on vacation. He yeah. looks like apparently he's in Tulum, um, which oh, he deserves a vacay. But I'm like, we need Watch What Happens. I've gotten so used to specifically like after Vanderpump them having someone from the show on I know. immediately after. I know. It's and like part of the experience. Yeah, it's so fun to hear them like comment directly on the episode we just watched with a cast member. But, yeah. you know, they... I mean, I'm going to watch whatever we all deem as like the iconic franchises and every once in a while when a Southern hospitality comes up, like there is going to be another iconic franchise that, that you know, spins off from one right. of these shows. It's just a matter of choosing... I what, know. what is iconic out it's there? It's hard to like be on the right side of history because like I'm like I'm not watching that. But as I said last week, I said that about Vanderpump and Summer House. So yeah, and I was dismissive of Summer House, and now <laughs> I just watched the first season in one day or two days. I was like, oh, this is really good. The They're Workus just twins, the yeah. Workus Circus. Oh, I'm in my Workus <laughs> era. Uh, I just watched the episode. We're gonna talk. Stop talking about Summer House right <laughs> yeah. after this. But I just watched the episode where Lauren Workus, I think that's her name, yeah. she slammed Carl's face with a big cake in the second <laughs> season, and I was like, that is the most unhinged thing I've ever seen. And then she said, you don't want to make out with me after I just slammed a big cake in your face. Do you remember that moment? Yeah. <laughs> There's a later. moment moment where she smashes a watermelon oh is that in a different season or the same do you 
I don't remember. I the Workus twins aren't on for too long. Okay. So yeah, I don't. I can, I can see that. I don't know if they were on for t- two seasons or three seasons. But they also they remember they're the conduit for the crossover yes. on Vanderpump. Yeah, they, they are like, the reason. I was doing my rewatch earlier this year, and I totally forgot that it shows them walking up to Sir, and I literally like screamed because it was like wrong. Like I was like my brain. I thought I was having a stroke. I was like, why are they here? Yeah, I know. I, yeah it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, so that was their organic lead-in to that's not a spinoff, but their their new show. They figured out yeah. a way to like get Vanderpump to advertise yeah. Summer House. Wasn't it like Stassi's friends or something like that? And you're like, not really, but yeah. okay. Yeah, but it was it was the first episode was so fun just to see because there was scenes that hadn't aired in the Vanderpump version of it, I think. Uh-huh. And it was just fun to see more of like drunken Kyle to Stassi. Oh, yeah. And Kristen was just chugging Rose with them. <laughs> like she fit in so well in the Summer House. Yeah. Like it was fun. And that's and when Sheena was like being really healthy and boring for some reason. And she was like, she was like, I don't eat seafood. Yeah. And then she was like, I don't, do I don't shots. skinny dip. I don't do shots. Like every time they cut to her, she was just saying no to doing something. And I'm like, you need to get out of here. Yeah. And so she was like, I really hope everyone does these fun things with me on my birthday. And she was like, I don't do that. I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that was, uh, anyways, but that was our summer house. Uh, a little update. taste. Yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, okay. So let's. We are going to, going to get into the news, uh, like the breaking news since last week. So the first thing I think that was sort of relevant to me was Tom Sandoval's first um, video interview, like mm-hmm. an actual, the first interview I've seen him do with TMZ, where he's actually talking about Scandoval. Because mm-hmm. we know the reunion happened, but we haven't seen any clips from it. We read his horrific written statements, but this was the first time I'm watching Tom Sandoval respond. To Scandaval, right? Yeah, that's the first video so. we have, and it's clear to me that well, I don't know about this process of TMZ, but I think we already talked about it actually. But did Tom Sandoval call TMZ on himself to advertise his cover band tour dates? Probably. Okay. Yeah, that's what it seemed like to me because the guy was very um, the interviewer was very. Uh, he asked questions that Tom said no comment, no comment, mm-hmm. no comment. But then the interviewer said, do you have anything else going on in your life, uh, in particular your music career? And Tom Sandoval goes, yes, we have four <laughs> dates, and we're going on tour, and we are going to be practicing you know, brand new songs. And it, it turned into a two minutes of full advertising Tom Sandoval and the most extras. <laughs> it's like at the end of Hot Ones when they were like, do you have any, anything to plug this camera, this camera, yeah, this yeah. camera? He was like ready for his moment. Yeah, he was so ready. He was like, okay, now I'm going to... St- start talking he also said that uh, the the tmz interview gave him a softball flattering question where he was like i've i've just started watching the show and there's been so many cheating scandals in vanderpump rules history like why do you think you're getting so much flack Uh for this one and tom sandoval goes i think because it was so unexpected Uh which i found that to be very interesting because it's true yeah the reason why this is um shocking everyone is because it is so unexpected yeah and that makes it a little different than the cheating that's happened in the past yeah but also the way he said it was with no um remorse in a way right he's uh, obviously he's not going to do his public apology to to ariana in a tmz interview but i just don't really his mindset seems so strange during all of this stuff he feels yeah like justified i will say um in my personal feelings about the whole situation, the longer that time goes on, 
the more it does feel to like meld into the infidelities from yes. the past yes. where I am starting to have a hard time making sense of why this one is so much worse. Like yeah. it is. And I get it. Like no, you're right. I get it. You're right. But like, eventually, you it's know, it's just going to be a cheating scandal in the history of right. a show all about cheating scandals. Right. Because the thing <laughs> is like, I, uh, a friend of mine is doing a fresh rewatch or it's actually her first time, which is such a thrill. Oh, yeah. Um, and she just got to the Mexico trip. Um, I think it was for Stassi's birthday. The one where like Jax brings all those girls oh, onto yeah. the boat, oh, which is like so funny. Oh, so good. But she brought up, which I had already forgotten because even though I just rewatched the show, it's impossible to like remember the like, many nuances of the different like allegiances and beefs because they change so often yes so it's like you can't even keep track of them all but at the time everyone hated i think stassi was cool with sheena but the other girls hated her yeah and so sheena was like she says the exact thing that katie says where she goes um She's like, well, I already booked my hotel room, so I'm going. Yeah. And so it's like, well, and so like, <laughs> yeah, it's things change so much that based on the history of forgiveness on the show, Raquel could be Ariana's bridesmaid in five years. Yeah. I mean, you're, yes, you're exactly <laughs> right. It, it, you can take Kristen as an example. Yeah. When Ariana and Kristen were, were, mortal enemies yeah first it was all on Kristen's end then ariana was like i am never going to be around Kristen ever yeah. in my life now i think Kristen and ariana would consider each other very very good friends yeah and they like kiss on the lips they like love each other they love each other, which <laughs> i think is such an iconic friendship i'm yeah. so proud of them but you're right i mean this in hindsight which is 2020 like tom sandoval said <laughs> yeah this might not look so wild I mean, it's only so shocking to me it, because I just didn't think Tom Sandoval would ever do something like this, but the signs were all there. Why the right. hell didn't I think that he would right. do something like this? I know. It's really weird having to, like, redraw your perception of him, like, yes. every time. Like, on the new episodes when I see him, like, I'm just like, ugh. Me too. Me too. <laughs> when before, is, I was like, oh This is a person I loved. <laughs> I was watching every episode going, where's Tom Sandoval? Like, I hope he's going to be in this scene, which... This season, he has really taken a back seat. There is yeah. no drama, really, where t Tom is uh, at the forefront of it. It's like, like he knew he needed to lay low or something. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, man. I was just going to say something about old Tom Sandoval. But <laughs> anyway, it's just I'm I'm reassessing him the same way. I can't believe this. I had so much stock in Tom Sandoval. Oh he just really, really let me down I so know. bad. And then so he did his TMZ interview and then... Like, was it this morning that Raquel was le seen leaving his him and Ariana's house? Yes. So, yes. So, now I am fully convinced, and I, I think the world is convinced. It's not a surprise. Tom Sandoval and Raquel are either testing the waters of what it would be like when if they do decide to have a long-term relationship, or this was always the plan, and it always was a long-term relationship that they weren't ready to talk about. But I feel like this they view this as the best way out. They have to date for at least a year or something to make this legitimate. Yeah. I feel like, oh God, it's just like, oh, uh, you can't, she can't go to your house. Like he has to go to her apartment. He, she cannot come to 
their shared home. Like yeah. that's just not okay. Like imagine like being Ariana and finding this out and knowing like I guess I have to like change the sheets. I mean, I assume they're not saying the same bed, but like yeah. just like uh, Ariana just so has bad. to come home from a big long trip and go to Raquel sleep in this bed with yeah. you. Like what is going on? I mean, I'm sure they have two or three bedrooms. Yeah, but yeah. Still, it's like yeah, this. I mean, it can't get much worse for Ariana. The, my only thought for Tom Sandoval as one of the former biggest Tom Sandoval fans is that he thinks he has some huge, what's the right word, trump card, mm-hmm. ammunition, something in his pocket that is going to make him look redeemable. And he's just sitting on it uh-huh. waiting for us to see the last five episodes. And he's going to be like, see, uh-huh. this is why I did it. Ariana and I's relationship was horrendous. We didn't have sex. Like we talked about last year, we had sex four times. Yeah. And I had to do something like this. She even knew that Raquel was like flirting with me at a Mm -hmm. certain point. Like he has something because that's the only way I can justify how Tom is acting now. Right. Even though it's it's not justifiable. (laughs) I can see his so-called Trump card being like a total flop though. Like he like pulls it out and you're like, "Mm, I have. That's the best you can do. Like we said, he's like, I have text messages saying like, we are (laughs) taking a break right now, Ariana and I. And like, she knew that I'd be seeing someone else. So yeah, I I, I bet you're right. I bet he does have something that justifies it in his mind. And it's going to be like, no, that doesn't work at all. Yeah. I wonder what like the amount of time post breakup that if there's any amount of time that would have been okay for him to start dating Raquel like I feel like even if it was like they did a normal breakup like moved out it was sad like Katie and Schwartz style Mm -hmm. like I mean we we saw what was happening when Schwartz was trying to make out or with you know even just a potential kiss was a total drama um so it's like I think it still would have been a huge scandal if they would have started dating like a year later. Yeah, or it would have been it would have been a it would have been a great piece of drama content for yeah. us to watch, but it wouldn't have the reaction like shaken the to our core. Shell, but yeah. but yeah, it would be just as impactful if if four months later or by the time season eleven started, we found out that Ariana and him broke up in the off season that he was dating Raquel, we would be treating it exactly the same as how we're treating it now. Yeah. I mean I won't skip ahead, but I mean, there are moments in the newest episode where they are being like affectionate, like, you know, they get to their hotel room and they're sort of, you know, they don't seem like they hate each other. Like on all the shows I watch, there are many like clearer examples of couples who hate each other. Like in the history of Ariana and Tom, she has, you know, spoken her truth and like called him out plenty of times um but it always felt kind of like healthy like it was like she would roll her eyes at him and be like shut up you sound stupid or like don't say that or like don't talk to me like that or whatever yes but she always came back around to you know seemingly being so supportive and like loving him like it's not like there are a couple where you're like do you guys like hate each other the way like katie and schwartz always were where you're like i think you guys like actively hate each other like every single day like there's like no respect (laughs) yeah ariana's criticism of tom was always uh, legitimate like whenever Mm -hmm. she would be critiquing him it it, you could tell it came from a healthy place where she was like he is really annoying me right now because he's being annoying yeah and and i see so much love between them Mm -hmm. still i mean ariana said this episode which i guess well, let's get to that one last, bre- two last breaking news, and then let's yeah. get into the episode because it's like we're champing at the bit to yeah. talk about <laughs> it. Um, so, uh, 
this is very small, minor, but Jax Taylor, which, you know, you and I talked about him uh, last <laughs> week, I think extensively. Yeah. Um, he is really loving life right now as the defender of truth and justice. And uh, he loves being on the right side of history for once. So he is taking every, um, he's taking advantage of <laughs> making fun of Tom Sandoval and being team Ariana. And today he posted on Instagram when he found out the page six news that we just talked about um, that Raquel had slept over at Ariana's house, Jack said something like, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was like, if this happened to me, they would be murdered and I would be killing them and I would be in jail for it. And I would turn myself in after. He's (laughs) like, I would murder them and turn myself in. Yeah. And and then it's like, he thinks that he thinks that he's on the right side of history. So any commentary he has is going to be um, fully um, appreciated, but he still has the Jack's mentality where it's like, I would kill them. And, it's like, and then he immediately deleted that and made it a very soft. Version. I bet Brittany was like, Jax murder. Jax. <laughs> Did you say you're going to murder them? Well, I love that. He was like, but I would turn myself in. Yeah, 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 I said right. I would turn myself in. Exactly. And, and <laughs> that's why my case still remains. Get Jackson Brittany on season 11, please. For the love of God, God. because this, this defender jacks of truth and justice is like a house of cards yeah i know and then he followed up with the like the identical post but with new copy that said like like wow like kicking ariana while she's down that man is pure evil it was like it was like around it was like um what's that called it was like he did his first draft or whatever and then he was like oh no okay i'm gonna go to this other one that's it's a little tamer but it's like just so funny that he's like doing like screenshotting page six, yeah. doing like the commentary, oh, just like begging to be relevant in this series that yeah. like he was like, like he said, I'm watching Travis live. He doesn't have a leg to stand on. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's so funny. Yeah, I, I this is I'm not going to talk about this very long, but I listened to the first 30 minutes of Jackson Brittany when reality hits. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. And it was actually I was like dismissive of it last week, but I was like, I'm I'm the I'm the core audience for that. It was oh, wow. so entertaining. What did they talk about? They talked about how they actually met in Vegas, which we it's been the details have been murky. Mm-hmm. But we finally get the beautiful true story, which Full disclosure, this is an advertisement for that podcast. We are being (laughs) sponsored by them. But they tell the beautiful full story of how they met in Vegas. They do a quiz game where it's like, how well do we know each other? Like a cute little Uh game. They don't know each other too well. But (laughs) all the moments, Jax and Brittany are actually better um, as podcasters than I thought. They actually have a good chemistry and they're kind of fun. Do they have like a producer? I think so. Uh-huh. I think there's someone definitely editing out some like some like Jack's saying like I'm going to murder someone or whatever. But overall, it was kind but of it's entertaining. Just the two of them talking. Like just there's the no like them. other people sitting around. Just the two of them with very clear segments. It's uh-huh. like this is uh, update on us. This is a game we play, and who knows what the formatting is going to be like. But yeah. first episode, I was like, this is kind of fun. Did they talk about her running around in dirty Converse and then coming back so that he could smell and lick her feet? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they started out the episode. He said, how stinky are your feet right now? And they got, it got really, really horny right at the start of the episode. But I don't think that's going to be like an ongoing part of the okay. show. But anyway, that was just my little Jackson Brittany when reality hits update. I do love like the podcast world is like the landing pad for all Vanderpumpers. Like they're all like they won't shut up. Like they're all as I talk into a mic right now. Like, yeah. They are just like Lala and Kristen. Like every time I open my phone or my computer, they're like on a podcast talking about Scandaval, yes. talking about like what they know, 
what they're allowed to reveal, what they're not allowed to reveal. Kristen said that she, I think, um, she was saying that um, apparently there is a Sandoval Raquel kiss that will be on camera, like what? from like the reshoots. Kristen I said think that? she said that she got a producer oh, oh, to oh, right. admit it. Oh yeah, and yeah. she just blabbed it on a podcast which i'm like such a betrayal she she used like one producer against another producer to get them to verify that tom sandoval went over to raquel's apartment and kissed her yeah uh, that night that that's that whatever day that was who knows where we are but it was tom sandoval got um seen at raquel's apartment building after scandoval and he gave her i guess a big gigantic kiss yeah which is just so funny that she like immediately was like just told (laughs) <laughs> like just like leaked that yeah. um and then lala has been on like a million podcasts and she's like talking about um like who fought at the reunion like i had heard um it was who are they saying it, it, it could be schwartz versus james or, or schwartz Sandoval versus, versus james. okay i think so i think they're they're rounding around james being a part of it yeah but it's I think it's still up for debate whether it's Sandoval, which I mean, that's right. that's that obviously that's the most that makes sense. Yeah. James like getting in Sandoval's face or whatever. But now I guess it's leaked that it was Schwartz and James. James was accusing Schwartz of being in on it way longer than he uh-huh. says, which that's a valid yeah. uh, thing to assume. Yeah. And then Schwartz got very indignant, very upset with James and was like, which we've seen Schwartz's hostility to James before when he gets mad at someone like yeah. James, he like he'll he'll try to fight him yeah maybe that's what happened i'm trying to think of the history of violence on the show so like sandoval punched jacks that time when he was like bleeding on his face and turns to the camera and looks like a demon he said he said jacks you don't really feel anything ever it's kind of weird then what did he do he's like could you feel this (laughs) the most iconic lead up to a punch in history saying Announcing that you're going to punch someone with a cool <laughs> turn of phrase. It was that, very like um, Aviva Roni, like yes. there's nothing artificial about me. Yeah, exactly. Except and the, this. And then the camera people are um, <laughs> are racing around to try to get the footage. Sheena's crying because her foot uh, was just <laughs> And then Jax takes the tablecloth, the beautiful Sir tablecloth, and wipes the blood <laughs> off his face and then gives a demon grin at they, the They like change the like lighting when he like looks at the camera. It's like blue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So this, while we're on it, we have to talk about. But why does Jax smile at the camera? My, my I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go straight for what my my opinion is. I think at that at that moment he couldn't help but think how great of television he would just was a part of. But yeah. What do you think? I think he was like activated. Like he was like <sighs> his, his lizard brain just lit up, and he was like, I smell blood. <laughs> I am going to now he was kill like, someone. <laughs> I think you're right. He was like, Your mother sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> I mean, there there is something literally demonic about the way he looks when he wiped blood and smiled at the camera. Like it is crazy. I, He's like, let's fucking go. Oh like I can like. I want to drink this blood yeah. and like slit throats uh, right now. I think you're right. Okay, <laughs> mine was like a very nice interpretation. I think you're right. It, he did look. <laughs> anyway, oh that's wow. I got chills thinking about season two again. How how beautiful that was. Oh my god! Wait, who, what party was that? That was like a Sheena. Was it was it a Sheena event or? Uh, it was, oh yeah. Or is well, it if, Katie's if, engagement party? If violence or? happens and Sheena got hurt, it's a Sheena party. Yeah, I, she definitely cried. Yeah. Um, I can't keep it straight though. But like so. The, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of who's ever punched that was her, who. That was her new tooth. So season two is okay. when Sheena has that gray rotting tooth in her mouth. 
and Brandy comments on her gray too. Yes. And then I think Sheena says something like, I just got my teeth fixed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, she always, and then, yeah. and then the other one when she gets glass in her foot, she's yeah. screaming about that. I mean, obviously. But yeah. Anyway. That one was at, um, what bar was that? The, it was mixology? like mixology at the Grove. Mix, yeah. They used to yeah. go to mixology all and the time. And then Lisa was like, Robert Earl won't be pleased. And uh, then Robert Earl wasn't pleased because they never filmed a mixology again uh, after that. Yeah. She lost him to Dorit and oh, he yeah. let her do the Capri room at Buca de Beppo because he also owns Buca de Beppo. Oh my gosh. Lisa is so entwined in the beautiful <laughs> restaurant industry of He's Los what, Angeles. Hard Rock? He's, is he? I, I don't. I don't I know. I think he owns Hard Rock, Buca de Beppo, and formerly Mixology, and then oh, maybe a couple other gone? ones. I think so. Oh. It closed. Yeah. Oh, too bad. Um, I also am hearing another rumor that Pump might close. Like that, just like keeps persisting. Well, so I can't take any stock in the fact that Lisa tweeted fake news, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> or something. Yeah. So there was something that happened with their like, um, like liquor license, which was the first rumor Mm -hmm. and then the new one is that like they're having trouble coming to a deal on a new lease like i assume they're trying to like raise the rent or like get a crazy amount which like although okay so my friend sent me that i was like my friend who's doing the rewatch said she's never been there because she like is just watching it for the first time so we were like well we should go like as soon as possible then because it's like last chance possibly can i go with you guys and i will let you know i went to try and make a reservation for this weekend Booked. Solid. Uh, you Can think, you believe that? Do you think people are also knowing that Pump is not long Maybe. for this world and they're getting there? There was nothing on Saturday, like, at all. It was like, how about Sunday? I was like, really? You I guys, thought no one goes to Pump. Did you guys go to Open Table and it was just booked up? Yeah. Did it say booked up or did it say, like, we don't... Yeah, it was like nothing in that time range. And then it was like, try Sunday. And then it was like, try Tom Tom. But then it was like, Tom Tom has no times. Well, if we, we we should make an adventure of going to Pump because I've only been once, and it was before I was even a Vanderpump Rules fan. I was going with uh, my wife and her mom. Yeah. And so I've never even got to have the real Pump experience. So if we ever can get a table yeah. there. I hope I hope they can save it, but yeah. Um, have to get in while we and can. I mean, and if you want to have just a Pump time <laughs> with your friend, and I don't have to be pump invited. Pump <laughs> <laughs> More Cosmopolitans. I, I don't find it hard to believe at all that Pump would close it's the least loved least right. loved of all of the restaurants and the totally. it, it's not even in the intro to vanderpump rules that's true yeah um, so let's let's take a little break let's let kyle tell us all about <laughs> how good Loverboy is and then we're going to talk about this week's episode yes and we are back Back again. Thank you so much to that sponsor that we're going to add in later. That was so great, what you advertised. Yes. So, Amy, <laughs> Amy, now let's get in to this week's episode, Vanderpump Rules, Season 10, Episode 8. It was called something, a title I don't remember. By invitation only. <laughs> it, I, I'm, I'll just start, start off the bat and then I'm going to ask you overall thoughts, but... I really loved this episode. I, I, I thought it was maybe a 9 out of 10, but obviously that can't be true. But 10 out of 10 is like the finale of season two or whatever. You right. know, it's like, but to me, it was an 8 out of 10. I just thought there was so much fun stuff in here. But yeah. it, was, it was like a low-key episode of season four. Totally. Where you're like, that wasn't 
great. It, yeah, it felt like a return to form. It, it was like the, it, it was like the low level episodes they would have in a really iconic season. Yeah, because it had like um, Villa Rosa. Yes, it had Mexico. Yes, like it felt like old times. And the whole cast, I feel like, was together for the most part the entire time, or at least huge groups of the cast. Right? Yeah. Like, was that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was a lot of. Yeah, it was, like, stacked with events. There was, like, a ladies' brunch. There was, like, an engagement party. Then they went to Schwartz and Sandy's. Then there was, like, um, like Lala, Brock, and Sheena getting lunch. And then yes. they were all in Mexico. Yes. Like, it was, yes. like, a lot of little gatherings. So, so so overall, like, before we get into it, you, you were liking this episode. I thought it was good. But, like you're saying, it's still low-key. Yes. Like, yes. it was good, but I'm waiting for what Andy Cohen is talking about when he says that the last half of this season is the best Bravo of all time. Yeah, I have been waiting each episode for <laughs> when it was the part of the season where he was thinking about that. I feel like it's going to be the new record, like the new footage that they just shot. There, I agree with that. There are seeds planted mm -hmm. in this week's episode or just the little details of this episode that lead me to think that this is going to be an explosive end of the season just the way james is acting oh my god he is i wrote down that he's rabid it was like <laughs> james it's like the james that we know and love and are so used to it and he honestly, he said this at See You Next Tuesday when I went. He goes, I thought I had to bring out the big guns for season 10. I was ready to go to, like, step my game up a little bit. But he was like, I had no idea what was coming in terms of Scandal. So I think this oh is what God. he's talking about. It's yeah. like James unhinged, <laughs> drinking in pure blissful love with Allie. Like, he, I don't know. I mean, His we, little sunglasses that he was wearing for, like, the whole episode. But... Oh my God! Well, again, a return to form that the London gangster himself comes out immediately you, in the beginning of the episode. You just teed up the start of the episode so perfectly. <laughs> I wanted to go scene by scene because this thing was a masterpiece, in my opinion, a low key masterpiece. Yeah, we got to see Andro Andros. Is yeah, his name yeah. Andros? Uh huh. He looks amazing. He looks way better, the but still <laughs> scary. <laughs> the last time I saw Andros, I I'll be honest, I didn't think I thought he looked like he was. Um, I, he just didn't look at his best. It seemed like he was in de in decline Something a little bit. Something was going on there. Something was going off. He looked amazing. Yeah, there was it looks a like he lost a little weight, like got new teeth. He got new teeth. He he looked vibrant, and he was not so, yeah, bogged down by life. He, he seemed to have a good spirit about him. Yeah, I'm curious. I always, like, want to know more. Like, is, it looks like he's maybe s staying with James in this episode. Like, it, he's visiting, but it appeared that he was just like in the apartment yeah like. and i don't want to do his voice just because i don't want to get it so wrong but he's just like what are you doing my son and he comes out of like the room that he's staying at or yeah. whatever and james is like doing the coolest <laughs> music i've ever heard what do we even call that music like it's it's it's, it's part of a dj set so it's like a mix you would yeah. say if, if you put that on a cd or james kennedy ever did it, it's like if he owned the copyright to it, you'd call that like a DJ mix. Uh -huh. Yeah. So that's what he was doing. And you could, I mean, I got the flashback to see you next Tuesday. I was like, oh my God, that would have ripped so hard <laughs> in, a, in a, the club environment. Oh my God, I love him just like in his little office chair, like yeah. vibing so hard. Me too. And, and he was also practicing like what he would do with the crowd when he got to like the break or whatever yeah. that's called, when the beat dropped. 
um, I felt like with uh, his dad, I felt like this is the most I've ever seen him talk. And I felt the most uh, James energy from the dad. Like I see where mm-hmm. James got some of his speaking patterns from uh-huh. and some of his personality from. Like his his dad's personality really shined. And I like see where that comes from now. Because his right. mom is not really like James in right. any way. It's like, <laughs> I love that his dad was like, instead of being like, wow, I'm so proud of you for being sober. Like your life is really on the right track. He's like, you couldn't fucking pay me to DJ sober. Yeah, 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 exactly. He was like, I don't know how you did it. It's nearly impossible to DJ without drinking. He's like, binge drinking's a rite of passage. Yeah, yeah. He was he was giving, um, yeah, not probably the best fatherly advice, but he's such a James defender that's like all of his advice is just about what's best for James. Yeah. And then we got the huge scoop that he never thought that him and Raquel were great. I don't know if that's hindsight is 2020. Right. I mean, little did we know, like... Did everyone just, like, I mean, we knew that Raquel's parents hated James. That was, like, obvious. Oh, um, yeah. And then we found out that he called her mom a fat bitch at Thanksgiving, so there's that. Oh, right, we didn't that. talk about that. <laughs> yeah, Raquel just, te- or uh, what, what's that called? Very, again, <laughs> low glossed over yeah, it. She just goes, we had a fight. I'm not going to do a Raquel voice either, but we had a fight, and it was at Thanksgiving, and he said, my dad is a loser, and my mom is a fat bitch. And it was just like, that's just like her 30-second interview. You know? Can you imagine if your fiancé was like, your dad's miserable because he's married to a fat bitch? Yeah, yeah. Like, what? Yeah, and was that during Thanksgiving dinner, you think? <laughs> yeah, and they just like drove home immediately. Like what? Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, that's just like that's just tossed off. That was just like a a, a day in the life. Oh of yeah. Raquel and James well, he even I'm jumping ahead, but like when James becomes feral, yes. he automatically looks around and calls someone fat. Like he called Schwartz fat yeah. in this episode. Oh. He was like, "Get on the treadmill, fat fuck." Yeah, you saying feral? He literally <laughs> bit. Allie's butt in a scene. Did, yeah. you, did you see that? Yeah, she was like on a bar stool or something. And he like crawled on the ground <laughs> like a little monster. Allie, um, Allie's energy to James is so interesting because it's the exact opposite of how Raquel treated oh God, him. Yeah. If if James would have bit Raquel's butt, she would have said that was so great. Like she'd be like, so ha, 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 ha. yeah, yeah. I wrote down Allie hates James question mark. Yeah, Allie was so. Well, yeah, I mean Allie was so mad. I guess yeah, we're just talking over. You know the the overall arc of James, but yeah, yeah Allie's uh, demeanor towards James, I thought was very like mature and yeah. almost like this guy is being really silly. Let's let's rein him in for yeah. the most part in every scene. I do like. I mean, it seems like she low key hates him, and that eventually she will probably dump him. But mm-hmm. like, I so enjoy him having to like like hit up against her boundary of like her like. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. 
Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Telling him to stop. Yes. Whereas, like, Raquel would just be like, oh, my God. Like, she would be so, like, exasperated and, like, scared by his behavior, but she, like, couldn't really like she did give him the drinking ultimatum but like that generally was. she was just like so overwhelmed by his behavior and Allie's kind of just like I will leave right now yeah, like yeah. absolutely Allie not. has such a better um I don't know like a strong personality on her own yeah that she doesn't tolerate misbehavior from from James and Raquel would have let him get away with anything besides that you know ultimatum which right. is the one thing she ever asked of him yeah um, yeah, I really liked Allie this episode. She's like in small doses, you know, and like they haven't like fully like uh, brought her into the group yet. But yeah. like I've I, I was, you know, thinking that like Allie has had a lot of opportunities to um, make dramatic moments hers and like add to the drama, like Raquel coming up to her like three different times. Mm-hmm. Allie has not used that as like leverage to give herself more story. Yeah. She's honestly just been like, I understand why Raquel would talk to me. It's a little annoying, but. I, I get that she's trying to, like, look out for me. Yeah, like, she kind of keeps to herself. Whereas if it's, like, <clears throat> if it was someone like Charlie or something, they Char- would have, oh. like, made a whole meal out of it. Oh, you Charlie know? would be talking that yeah about that for three episodes <laughs> to try to get it to be, you know, an impactful storyline. And yeah. she also didn't take the bait with Sheena not inviting her to the reception this yeah, episode. Yeah, she didn't she, even care. She said, I totally understand why Sheena wouldn't have me. She doesn't know me. Yeah. And I like that energy. Like, yeah. it obviously can't work if if all of the cast members were like that, right. it's really nice to have a counterbalance to someone who is not taking the bait and trying to craft a right. very compelling storyline for Meanwhile, himself. James is like, it's because Raquel doesn't want her there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this is bullshit. Yeah. Like, so worked up, so fired yeah. up. And, like, she's like, I literally don't care. Like, it's yeah. fine. It's I, totally fine. Yeah, I thought that was really re- refreshing. Yeah. So after... Uh, we get to meet Andros, the new Andros, which I thought was amazing. Yeah. I mean, even though, yeah, he might not be giving the best advice to his son, but yeah. I liked seeing him again. Then yeah. we go over to Schwartz and Sandy's, Amy's favorite scenes. Oh we just God. check in on what those guys are doing at that at that restaurant. Oh. We, we find out that Brett, the manager, um, who we, I've met before, mm-hmm. he, he's a nice he's a nice person. But he was like, okay, guys, I think we're supposed to finalize the cocktail list today. So I think we have some work to do on that. And then Schwartz is like, yeah, we, we did that. We got the cocktail list done. And it says, like, blue drink. And it doesn't have a <laughs> price on it. And they haven't sourced any of the ingredients yeah. or know how much it is. It's like... And then Schwartz keeps going, like, Schwartz is like, oh, man, this is so much work. It's like, could you imagine if all you had to do was make a cocktail? I don't understand what they're doing. Like, what is taking so long? Like, Sandoval was like, I just have to source the cherry juice or whatever he said. And then they're like, yeah, you need to name it because I need to put it in the POS system or whatever. They they are always so... um, they have they, their egos are protected when it comes to Schwartz and Sandy, so they're always like, "Yeah, we know Brett. We know you need a name to put it in the system." But like, they wouldn't. Like, have. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm like, if you guys just like actually sit down, like take some Adderall and like do this for three hours, would you be done? Like, could you open tomorrow if you guys just like made three choices right you, now? You yeah, you make the drinks. You say this is the drink we want to do. You say, can we? what price will this cost to make the drink and give us a 50% markup or whatever the yeah. calculations is. And you say, this is 18 bucks. Or yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. who knows what's going on over there? Who knows what, uh, what we're missing from this storyline. Cause all of a sudden they just completely accepted Greg and they're like, whatever Greg wants <laughs> right. after pretending like Greg was like this taskmaster that didn't let them do anything in the world. Yeah. 
I know they like need him to just step in and take control because they can't handle it. I also, did you notice that Greg was wearing an Oaks Gourmet t-shirt this yeah, week? Megan noticed Does it. he own that? I think so. I think he owns Oaks Gourmet. I'm, I, I'm almost positive. Yeah. And he owns, um, I, I don't know the name of it, but that cantina. Yeah, Hello. like La Vallita or something like that. Yeah, he owns that too. Because that used to be Schwartz so and he, Sandy's and it moved around the so corner. He's the Vanderpump of that, that yeah. uh, Franklin Village strip. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like three out of like six spots. Yeah. Um, so you, I definitely noticed that. Yeah. If you found out like in season 11 that Lisa had cheated on Ken with Greg, would you be <laughs> oh like, this God. is the biggest thing in the world? Or would you think? <laughs> the restaurant industry is shaking. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, and then Greg uh, brings out the beautiful food that he wants to serve at Schwartz and Sandy's. Apparently, yeah. uh, Sandoval and Schwartz didn't want that high quality of food or just yeah. wanted it to be more divey food. Yeah. And Greg was like, no, no, no. Yeah. We're serving very good lobster mm-hmm. corn dogs. Yeah. Which I feel like, I don't know if, like, I can't take that segment at face value because I've been to Schwartz and Sandy so yeah. many times. And I can confirm that I think that the lobster corn dogs are actually really good. But I feel like on the show they're playing it like what the hell, like uh, lobster corn dogs. You you think that's how Sandoval and Schwartz are, are sort of viewing this food? Like I think that like editors, oh, like oh, because I think oh. like when my boyfriend Jimmy has not been to Schwartz and Sandy's, um, and like other people that have never had the lobster corn dog, when they see that, like generally people like think that sounds disgusting, right? Right, and I'm like. I, bl- I get it, but, like, I'm telling you that actually that's the only thing I would order there, having yeah. tasted other things as well. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, all the food, I would say it's, you know, I mean, yeah, we're talking about Schwartz and Sandy's food again, but it's, like, it's not going <laughs> to knock your socks off. It's no. better than sir food. Yeah, for sure. And there are probably three dishes that are edible, and you'd say good, 7 yeah. out of 10, and then there's some major stinkers on there. There's totally. those mushroom beignets. Yeah. I was like, which last night <laughs> on the episode, they had crab beignets, which they no longer so have, so and I'm like, um, maybe you should switch back. Well, no, that I, I just, crab, you know, is really expensive, yeah. and if you're doing imitation crab, I think you have to Say. call it K, yeah. K-R-A-B, so Greg was just like, we can't have Shorts crab. and crabbies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so... Uh, oh, oh, and then I thought it was interesting that Katie was invited to this this taste yeah, test. Yeah, why? So I, I know why. This, And you can tell me if you don't think this is right. I love that we're getting like deep in this episode. <laughs> um, Katie was invited because Schwartz and Katie had a very dramatic fight at the end of that pool party that we didn't get to see any more of the pool party this, um, this episode. So I think they didn't want a conflict to be resolved off screen uh-huh. because we found out that they texted each other yeah. and just got over it. So they wanted Schwartz and Katie to have some sort of resolution where they could explain why they had just gotten over gotten over this like dramatic moment without the audience knowing. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. I uh they showed their text where he again calls her Bub. Yes. Um and I was a little confused about that resolution on the text like what was he saying he was like You're don't worry cuddles. like guys are gonna cuddle you or something and I was like I didn't really get what he was saying um I thought he meant that I don't know I, Katie's having <laughs> I a read hard the text like three times and I was like what the are you talking and about and then Katie's was very matter of fact what did what did Katie say back 
It's just like we are going on a girls' trip. Right. Yeah. Like she was like, it's a girls' trip for us, yeah. for like Christina and, and I. And we find out that Christina Kelly does not at all act according as if it's just a girls' oh, trip. Oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> Wait, I just quickly, I don't want to skirt past oh, yeah. Schwartz having like a full body spasm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have let it go by. He, Schwartz, Schwartz is talking. He's having a scene where he talks about how Katie and him made up or whatever. And then his leg just fully gives out and he almost collapses on the ground. And he, he goes, goes I'm rickety. <laughs> yeah, that was that, that's what makes this episode iconic to me because there are beautiful scenes where drama and stuff is happening, and also just the little moments that are even so quick, like Schwartz's <laughs> leg giving out. They're just, basically like spinning a story that like he's like completely falling apart. Like they showed him like trying to do a push up, and yeah. he like couldn't do it. Yeah, and then later James like says he needs to get on a treadmill and then when he's getting ready for mexico and he has his shirt off he's like i'm not going to take my shirt off on this whole trip first of all he looks fine but yeah it's just funny that they keep like every like 15 minutes they pound in that like he's falling apart they're like panning to the boxes in his apartment (laughs) where it's like he still has not unloaded his boxes oh my god i can't like i can't look at Schwartz and sandy's unfinished one more time i can't look at Schwartz's apartment one more time yeah. with all the shit in there. I'm like, I want to like offer to, no- I want to knock on his door and be like, I'll get this done in three hours. It'll like, please just let me unpack for you. Yeah, I can't seems, look at it anymore. It seems a running theme is like you get Amy and I in there <laughs> and give us six hours for the mm-hmm. cocktail menu and his apartment. Yeah. We would get stuff done. You guys don't have just a day to dedicate to just getting one thing done. Like it's, they need, they shouldn't spend money, but they actually do need to have assistance, I think. Yeah. And why don't they? Can they, they just they? share one? Yes. There should be a Schwartz and Sandy's assistant or two, you know, lovable podcast hosts who yeah. just assist, <laughs> assist them in any way. Oh, I, there was one moment also that sort of like Schwartz's leg just um, giving out on him. Uh, there was another moment where Katie explains the relationship for why she's there at the tasting at Schwartz and Sandy's. And she says, um, I'm Schwartz's ex-wife. And then the the person like stops talking to Katie, and then Katie just says to herself, "But we're still besties." And she says it kind of sad. Did you hear that part? I didn't hear that. Yeah, it, it's 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 another just throwaway <laughs> moment that is so psychologically interesting that they're just sort of like you know tossing off. Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. So, but then that scene, other than that, it's like okay, we saw the Schwartz and Sandy's food. It's like there's a lot of Schwartz and Sandy's plugging this episode. Yeah, I'm just like we can't go to Schwartz and Sandy's on every single episode. Yeah. It's just, especially knowing that they literally take like three more months to open from where the episodes are happening now. And they keep saying the 31st, the 31st, the 31st. Yeah. And I'm like, that literally couldn't have been further from what actually ended up happening. It was, it's not until November, right? Yeah. I think I went in like ugh, December and they had, only been open for like two weeks so if it even if it's november it was like the end of november that's so wild yeah yeah it's like they're they're they just had such unrealistic expectations of Schwartz and sandy's even though it looks pretty functional when you see it in every scene right i know that's the thing i'm like what are we waiting for like i'm like can we get like a whiteboard up with just like a checklist yeah like i want to like i think that like I wish that they would put on the screen every time they were at Shores and Sandy's the to-do list yeah. like on the right so that I know what we're working and with. And they have been incorporating a lot of whiteboards this season already. We saw <laughs> yeah. Sheena's uh, wardrobe uh, 
whiteboard for Schwartz. Remember Tom Sandoval yeah. just grabs a thing about I all know, the things. He goes, Do you have a whiteboard? He's like, right there. It's <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's right <laughs> in my box right there. And then and then Brock and Sheena had a chore chart yeah. whiteboard this season. So what's See, going on? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Um I also this is like going back a segment, but oh, yeah. I did want to mention that um I like Allie even more because they showed her cat, Mr. Banks, which is the third cat we're seeing this season. This I'm like liking the, this. This is like the cat season. <laughs> like this is like wait, wait I, I you know, I watched this episode I think twice in full with full paying attention. I, I don't I don't I didn't see it. It was cat. a quick cut like um, right before the three of them were sitting on the couch and he was eating and it was like Mr. Banks, Allie's cat. That is so cool. Mr. Banks? <laughs> Mr. Banks. Oh, Banks. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's um, really sweet. Which I don't know what that's a reference to, but. So you, uh, you like Allie generally, right? Yeah, I think she seems chill. I think she's like ultimately too chill for him. Like she shouldn't have to put up with his antics. Yeah. And he will not leave her alone. And she, <laughs> she got James at a very antic-filled time in his life like this yeah. is the most this is the wildest i've seen james since like season three or four era james when he was just like specifically on this episode he's just like non-stop so i think we can segue into well did you i liked the um that girls brunch at that place called dono or whatever yeah. like i i it, but it wasn't that interesting they I mean, were clearly inviting her just to piss off raquel right like they don't like actually want to hang out with Allie, even though she's chill it seemed like they were just like Haha, ha, like Raquel's out and you're in. Yeah, they all explain their motivi- their motivation for inviting Allie. Um, I did like that, like, Lala was trying to be so, like, sassy and mean about Raquel. And basically, like, Ariana and yeah. Sheena would not allow it. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, um, yeah. Lala was like, she looks like a baby prostitute in her little sarong and heels. And they were like, she looked hot. Yeah. And they just says, like wouldn't do it. Yeah, Ariana says she looked hot, yeah. and she knows like she was just trying to defend herself. Like they are Raquel defenders, and Lala actually looks <laughs> like she was right. You know, I know, along. but it was just funny because she was like grasping at straws. Where she's like, "You're like, I'm like talking to your vagina right now. Can you back off?" And I'm like, "Your biggest diss is that she's like tall." Like <laughs> that, like, and also it's like Lala. <laughs> You you like to dress very fun and, and provocatively sometimes. It's like I, I don't really understand why she why she would comment on someone right. else's wardrobe. Like, was, yeah, and then I remember on that during that moment when Raquel and Sheena show up, um, they're literally both wearing bikini tops, like bikini bottoms and a like sarong wrap thing. Mm-hmm. And Sheena says she goes this is what it what you dress like when you're a mom and that's what you dress like when you're single and i literally like paused it and i was like you guys are wearing identical like i don't understand what you're saying the difference is like what are you talking about i think sheena just had a line (laughs) ready to say and it even though it didn't make sense she was just like i'm gonna say this like fun mom versus non-mom thing you literally that doesn't you're wearing like the same (laughs) outfit like you bought the same (laughs) thing like what so yeah, so other than them letting Allie into the group a little bit and them sort of showing their allegiances versus non-allegiances to Raquel, there wasn't that much interesting about that scene. No, yeah, it was kind of like filler. Um, but um, yeah, I don't even remember what they talked about. They were just kind of talking shit, and then it quickly um, switched to um, Brock, Sheena, and Lala getting a different lunch. Rocco's. Oh, this lunch I love. So I've been to Rocco's, and it is the perfect place to have a tier 
tearful, heartwarming <laughs> conversation. It's You've seen <laughs> the actual cast there before, right? Yeah, I went to I, I went to Super Bowl um, Super Bowl Sunday. I forget how many years ago, like 2019 or something. 2000, yeah, 2019 Super Bowl, maybe 2020, right before COVID. Uh-huh. And I saw them all there at Rocco's, and so yeah, I'm pretty familiar with Rocco's, and um, yeah, I thought this scene was pretty touching. Yeah, what do you um, feel about um, so? Um, Sheena got like a like rigatoni like vodka sauce. Lala got um, ordered the pretzel for the table, and then Brock got salmon and rice. How do you? I like love that Bravo always leaves in everyone's order. Like I think that's such a like classic touch. Yeah. What? Yeah. One of the books I read, <laughs> one of the deep dives I read, was that um, they love they have to include now. Um, what drinks they get and what food they get because people love to know what people <laughs> eat and it's yeah. just become a staple now of what they include. So I didn't even, I sort of, I, whenever a server is coming up to the table, I always check out for five seconds because I know <laughs> it's going to be a long scene where yeah. the server just checks in on them. Yeah. They did it at the girls' lunch too. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know that they ordered that, but let me think about that. I loved Lala ordering a big soft pretzel because that's what I order any place that has a good yeah. soft pretzel. I loved Lala's order. I was so proud of her for that. <laughs> Sheena got a vodka sauce. Yeah, rigatoni. like a rigatoni. And mm. I was like, damn, bitch, like pasta for lunch. I love that. I love that too. <laughs> and I would, yeah, I, I don't want to be dismissive of Rocco's pasta. I'm sure it's really <laughs> good. And then, um, and then Brock got, you said salmon and rice. Yeah, very healthy. I I love those <laughs> orders, and I think they're really indicative of each of them <laughs> and their personality. Yeah, they, they. I okay. I did not know that they were such a trio. Me neither. That's why that was shocking. And one of the biggest, biggest blowouts in season nine, which I've rewatched maybe two different times, is Brock versus Lala. Right. Lala makes it a constant theme about Brock's abandoned children in right. New Zealand. She constantly talks about it. It's like the big drama of the season. So to find out now, finally, tearfully, that Lala loves Brock and he's a part of their life and that they want to establish this modern <laughs> family where Brock is the dad to both of their children <laughs> and they get to go out and do whatever they want. I really love that. I mean, yet again, nothing stands in the no. VPR universe, You're right. like in what world did you think that this was going to be how things work? I, I, for some reason, and I, I know that these relationships are on very shaky ground, but for some reason, I think Lala and Sheena, Sheena have been through so much and they seem to have a personality combination that just works. Mm-hmm. I can't remember their big feuds. I know they've had some yeah. obviously, but for some reason this feels good. Yeah. I mean, I, part of me is like, Okay, first of all, I'm having a little bit of, like, internal turmoil about, because when we met Brock mm-hmm. yesterday in the flesh, I was like, I love him. Uh, like, I know. I was like, you know I, what? He seems like a happy-go-lucky guy. I said I love him to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he seemed like, like, all of a sudden, like, now that he's on the up and up on the show yeah. and stuff, I'm like... He's great. Like, whatever. He seems really nice. Like, finally, she seems happy. Whereas, like, one season ago, I was like, he's a scammer. Like, they're trying to, like, do, like, he was trying to get Rand to play, pay for the engagement. Then he, like, tried to use, like, James's weekend for his engagement. Yes. He hasn't seen his kids. He hit his ex-wife. Like, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Which is probably things I shouldn't forget. Yeah. But 
uh, now Lala's willing to forget. So now I'm very confused about where I should stand on this. That's exactly, that's my ras- rationalization as well. I'm like, if Lala could forgive Brock, who <laughs> am I not to forgive Brock? Like maybe Lala has some information about everything that she brought up in season nine that we don't know. Maybe they're not talking about it on camera, but if Lala can cry and forgive Brock and apologize to him. Is this her first apology of all time? Like, yes, because we just, we were harping on the fact that Lala does not apologize about anything. And she, she never admits to wrongdoing. This was like a full Mia culpa. Yeah. Like she felt like if you could tell she actually felt bad, like it felt authentic. It did. Um, like I totally believed her. And, I do feel a little weird about the fact that he basically like groveled at her feet and was like, thank you for holding me accountable for my past behavior. He was like, that's what real friends do. And I'm like, but y'all weren't friends when she was calling you out. She was like trying to make you look bad. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I mean, so Brock came in, you know, with this scene, you know, fully knowing what the scene was going to be about. Right. And, but I think he had the perfect, um, story to tell in terms of how he was forgiven how his behavior was bad asking lala you know thank you for bringing it up like he didn't he did that in such a way where it make it makes it hard for viewers to count him out on that and especially having the lala like full you know crying tearful and her apologizing it's like wow damn that was like brock's redemption scene right yeah i feel like he like knew that he needed to be apologetic so that yes. like we could all move forward yes. yes like he was like i need this to go away because no. like for the whole first what this is episode eight like yeah. until basically this episode he was kind of mia because i was assuming that he needed to stay on the down low because he didn't want to talk about his past <laughs> You're, yeah, you're right. I, the fact that this is coming in halfway through the season, it's like now Brock's um, presence in the show is going to be felt so much more because the wedding is happening. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, Brock or, or Brock himself is like, let's please, can I have some you know redemption here? I, I, I'm not saying it's not natural, but I'm saying that they are like reintroducing Brock because the storyline is going to become very centered around him for the next right. three episodes. And then I saw in the news this week um, that Lala bought a house in La Quinta next yeah. to them. Yeah. So they're really moving forward with this sort and of... And it's, it's like, did you hear? It's like uh, Big Love where it's <laughs> one house where the property is facing another street and then it's at the back and then another house is facing the property but they share a big backyard. Oh, wow. Do they <laughs> like knock a wall down? No, <laughs> I don't think it's like that. But they were talking about it like it was like a commune where, you know, Brock was I believed you. Yeah, hook, yeah. line, and sinker because... Yeah. Um, the Kardashians, um, Chris Jenner and Chloe Jenner live that way. Oh, really? They're like yards connect. Oh wow. I mean they, yeah, they that like is so cool. Walk over her mom can just like enter her home at any time. I only watched like two seasons of Big Love, so I don't know if that's exactly how their properties are, but <laughs> it was some communal living space where they could get away with saying right. that their houses are different but then they all share this big backyard. Right. I mean, they should do that. She said that, you know, how she how Brock treats her baby. She loves yeah. him. Um but yeah, so then we head on to Villarosa, which is such a breath of fresh air. I love, because that used to be like, they would be there all the time. No. Like every time they needed some space to, for like a party, an engagement, whatever, it was always there. It was the coveted event space. Yeah. And she wouldn't always say yes, or at least they would have to like beg Lisa to Now this was a Lisa right out the gate. She was like, I'm doing this at my place, which was yeah. very nice. I love that Sheena was like, tea parties are a no-go for me and then they like flash back to those like so dumb tea parties where they're all wearing like lace gloves yeah oh yeah 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 uh, 
But yeah, I, I'm a little concerned that I'm never going to get to go to Villa Rosa because I don't know why I would. But I feel similarly, I never got to go to the Playboy Mansion and I regret that. I wish I could have gone. Yeah. And I feel like if I could attend something at Villa Rosa, I could die happy. Amy, we just yesterday <laughs> spent a 30-minute court hearing <laughs> uh, in the courtroom with Sheena Brock. Never say never. There is such it's a true. chance. The we sim will be is a- broken. We can do the Matrix is real. We can do anything. We can do, like you and I will be in, in three weeks for some reason. We'll be at Villa Rosa like being invited by Lisa. So I don't count us out. That's definitely going to happen. Is, is the Playboy Mansion like condemned <laughs> um i i don't think do they actually sell it it's just not the thing anymore where like they're having those like painted lady parties and like i don't know if playboy still owns it like the enterprise i don't know if they sold the it they might still enterprise. own it <laughs> yeah uh i was a big fan of the girls next door and i oh, get yeah. a lot of clips of it on tiktok um still and it really takes me back because i watched like every episode of it yeah um, and like some absolutely like dastardly things have happened in that house for uh, sure. And like a house of horror. Yeah. And I've heard that like when I think Vice did an article at one point, like someone went to one of the parties and like it's actually so dingy and yeah. like nasty and uh, like untouched and just like gross. Well, that, but like that's why I want to you, know, you know, I, I totally get that fascination. But it's like it's one of those things where it's like the Playboy Mansion did have this like sheen and this glamour or whatever. Yeah. But when you think about it, it's like, no, this is a gross, <laughs> gross house. Oh, totally. And like, I think like all the phones are like 50 years old and like everything's just like kind of has like a film on it. And like, I was just talking the other day about how like uh, me and Jimmy were talking about Bill Maher just in general Uh and how like he has his like little podcast or whatever where he has like men on smoking cigars, whatever. And I'm like, I'm so like, he is like the human embodiment of like the playboy mansion yeah. man yeah I like just like life doesn't get any better than this yeah. like just like flanked by women that are just like topless and just yeah. like <laughs> he, yeah i was just gonna ask like because i don't know anything about bill maher but it's like he he seems like a playboy guy to me yeah like, i think he went to like every single party like oh but like a lot of people did like it was a thing um but yeah, anyways no. i just always wished that i could have gone the timing did not work out for me um but like those parties just seemed like I want to see the grotto, you know? Yeah, I wanted to see the grotto too. The only time I I was I did ever want to go, so I like I didn't have the same uh, compulsion to go. But after I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I was oh like, I would like to be at a place like that was like in this film and it I was know. so legendary. I wish I could have been on set that day. <sighs> like that was like a perfect embodiment of like Quentin Tarantino using his powers for good, yes. where like recreating that scene and like that energy and that time and place was like an act of service for us all because that's like what I want to see like if you could be a fly on the wall like if you could be like a little sim who could like time travel like that's where I would want to get dropped off yep and he was he's, he's recreating it you know for that exact reason he was like this was my dream and i always wanted to go here and i couldn't imagine a place where steve mcqueen and whoever else was there just mama cast yeah mama cast was partying and he 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 did it Ugh. i'm a qt defender oh but of course me t- i mean <laughs> me too I, i'm not uh, yeah oh no i love he's always films. on the razor's edge of getting canceled and <laughs> i is so say close. no yeah he's so <laughs> close to getting canceled with every time he opens his mouth people are so ready to cancel him but he just made some beautiful films that you yeah. can't deny Totally. So, okay. So we are now, now that we just got you guys all excited about Playboy Mansion, we are at actually Vanderpump's Playboy Mansion, Villa Rosa, yes. when 
Lisa invites almost everyone from the cast. I think everyone yeah. is there. And they have a full-blown ping pong, rosé, those little silver balls that Brock was kicking around. It was a day party mm-hmm. to surprise Sheena for their wedding party, right? Yeah. It's like a, it was a pre-wedding party because Lisa cannot come to Mexico. Right. So once she gathered them all there, it was a surprise to Sheena, but Sheena let us know very quickly that she was not shocked because her sister's car was parked right outside. And so she knew if her sister was <laughs> invited to Villa Rosa that this has to be something for Sheena, right. and not just a tea party. Yeah. But once Sheena was there, everyone was having fun. But the person having the most fun, <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> I have to say, by a mile, was James <laughs> Kennedy. If I was drunk, could I do this? Fine China. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, in what world is James playing around with Lisa's fine China? She right like chased him down. She was like, stop that. I mean, it's got to be an expensive plate. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 like, I just, I, I don't know. He, he is so deferential to Lisa. This was like his coming out party about, of, of being irreverent to Lisa. Don't you think? Yeah. He was sort of being like, like, I don't care what Lisa thinks of me anymore right. in a way. I love basically every time she talks to him, she goes, stop that. Yeah. Stop that. Oh, yeah. It's basically just, yeah. It's like she has to treat him like stopping a child from doing something. And yeah. James was just, so I've seen drunken James. Mm-hmm. We're talking, like you said, feral James. <laughs> yeah. And we know, I, I'm just going to say it because I don't, I don't care and I don't think James will get mad at me even though like I want to be best friends with him, but there's something other than alcohol going on when oh, James yeah. is this manic. Right. It's not, I've seen him drunk. It's a pre-workout. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Pre- <laughs> That's what he said that he was on when he yelled at Max Todd at um, Dan Tannis. Oh, he was on, oh, he was on like some supplements or something. Yeah. He was like, it was a pre-workout. Yeah. We saw. Yeah. I mean, I'll just say. He exclusive. also called him a fat fuck that night so that's just his go-to when he's hyped up james is very james is very body conscious i know i'm terrified keep him away from me (laughs) he's like a second he gets pissed he's going around calling everybody fat it's terrifying he's like terminator two (laughs) eyes where he's looking at uh fit bodies or whatever and then he saw katie in those shorts at pride he's like i'm gonna call you fat so fast he's like I'd rethink those shorts, darling, and not flattering. And, and now he's even getting into calling Schwartz fat. I would have never thought Schwartz was fat. No one never. is safe. I thought he was muscular no or something. No one is safe. Oh, my God. James, come on. I'm terrified. Come on. If he ever gains weight, God forbid, what is yeah. he going to think about himself? But I don't want to gloss over how essential to the episode James's conversation with um, Lala was. Right. It was, it was James on 10. Wait, wait I'm, I'm going to make an allegation. I think James still recreationally does cocaine. Is that, is that, is that, I know that's horrible. It's an illegal <laughs> drug. Should I just bleep that out? Bleep. Well, what, what, I mean. <laughs> no, I mean, we can, I guess we can say, it. I, I mean, I know on the show, on Bravo no, shows. let's bleep it out. Let, let, we're going to bleep it out. I, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I, I mean. You were is, more judicial. No, no, no. I just think on the show, like. They don't talk on about Bravo, cocaine. It's like, because on. You're not there yet, and I won't say who. But no, on, no, no, I know. I on know. Summer House, no, I know. I, there's I, a cocaine allegation. Carl, like, Carl's already sober, and he already, yeah. like, said that he had a problem. So it's not yes. like he was being outed, yes. which would be really messed but up. They, but, like, you basically, there's an unspoken rule, as, you know, uh, Lisa Rin alert. <laughs> Were people doing cocaine in your bathroom? Like, that's, like, everyone was, like, <gasps> that's like, that's, like, 
curtains down, the lights go out. Don't you ever, ever accuse me of doing cocaine. Right. And and I'll just say the only reason I'm saying this is because Tom Sandoval also accused James of doing cocaine at the reunion, but he just said uppers. Uh-huh. He said, when you're doing this, uh-huh. when you're drinking and doing uppers, that is your kryptonite. Right. And James goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> Whoa, uppers, what are you talking about? I drink yeah. and I have a good time. Like, he was so yeah. defensive. I mean, do you um, subscribe to the legend that it's not about the pasta, it's about cocaine? Yeah, of course. Yeah. This conversation makes no sense about <laughs> pasta. <laughs> But I'm like, I'm like, the, but the story is like Raquel had a big bag of Coke and lava. Like, we're, we're keeping Coke in. I, I don't care. I think it should be a bowl of like bolognese, but with like cocaine sprinkled on top. Like that, sir, they come around with like the little Parmesan yes. dish, but it's cocaine. Yeah. And, and people they are just say, doing tell this. me when. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they're just, yeah. They're just have those little gold uh, Coke spoons and they're just doing that. They have a huge pepper grinder, but yeah. then cocaine comes I out. I don't think James would be so mad. I mean, Maybe Adderall. I know that like okay. Adderall is like they've spoken about Adderall on Vanderpump. Okay, you know what? Um, Stassi's talked about Adderall. Um, I've seen so many TikToks about like their the pupils of Vanderpump. Like Stassi had like giant eyeballs. She admitted that her dark passenger at her horror birthday yes. was Adderall yes. fueled rage. Yeah. I know. Well, well Stassi is Stassi's great at admitting you know when she's terrible and blaming it on something james doesn't right. he says i was just drinking or i'm not even drunk but something was going on he was like he was basically gonna start spinning the plates <laughs> on his fingers on his head he and both little sticks like he a was, plate spinner he goes, he goes everybody's watching us play ping pong what's up everybody <laughs> he was like there were like three people there they were like Woo. that scene was so iconic oh, i was gonna say something okay I revoke completely, completely the allegation that James was doing coke. Uh, so I, we're going to leave it in because I was actually so wrong. I do think that it's not about the pasta was about coke. Raquel mm-hmm. had a huge hefty bag filled with coke and Lala was doing too much of it or something. And that's what the fight was about. But James was not on coke. He was probably on Adderall. Or pre-workout. Or he was <laughs> using that same toxic mix of pre-workout <laughs> supplement shakes that he drinks. <laughs> and then he drinks pumptinis and it makes him absolutely lose his mind. <laughs> oh, my God. I loved it. Oh, and I also love that they, everyone's having fun. James is going insane. Yes. Everyone's like, woo Like, you know, and Woo-hoo-hoo. then they cut to Katie and she's like yeah. planting like a potato yeah, or yeah. something. Like, yeah. classic boring ass they, they have they have okay there's three katie scenes in her, <laughs> which this is the time to talk about it now there's one where katie and charlie are standing up on surfboards which okay. katie is now the only lifeline charlie has to be on the show because yeah. they have raquel has someone to talk to at sir right. and then katie gives charlie a little bit of screen time but those scenes so far have been so boring that they don't <laughs> include them yeah and then the christina kelly and katie scene was so boring that they should not have included <laughs> that those like yeah, those to me are so calm and like not entertaining that they could almost be like sleep segments. <laughs> yeah. Like they were they were doing what's that called? A, uh, like AMSR, ASM- a ASMR. little bit like Katie planting potatoes was very <laughs> calming in a way, but but maybe this episode needed it. I mean, yeah. you're watching James go nuts, and then you get to watch this beautiful potato planting. <laughs> Christina Kelly goes like, "Do you want something to drink?" And I'm like, "Here we go." Yeah. And then they're just like no. sitting there. Yeah. And then Christina Kelly asks something about the restaurant, right? They, yeah. They like, like, what's a- going on with your sandwich shop? Oh my gosh, I can't tell you how uh, Christina Kelly is a good person. I know she is, but 
Not on my Vanderpump Rules cast. Uh, I'll just say it. I mean, she was a good compliment to Stassi. She was. Because Stassi was so nuts. But, like, as a compliment to Katie, it's, like, double snooze. Yes. It's, like, snooze and snoozier. But I'm not sure. I know Christina Kelly was brought on to be a Katie friend during a time when Katie doesn't have Stassi and Kristen. But Katie does have friends. She's very good friends with Lala. She's very good friends with Ariana. Right. Her and Sheena have a little bit of a rift, but... Katie has enough friends. Why did Katie need two additional friends that she talks to that are not Ariana and Lala? Right. Yeah. It is weird. Um, And then now she's like in the mix on this whole Mexico thing, which is interesting, but that's Uh, a little ahead. Let's talk about it. So are we done with that Lisa tea party? I mean, like I thought that, you know, we said James was like going insane, but the fact that he was like, should I marry uh, or should I ask Allie to marry me in Mexico? And <laughs> yeah. first I was like, I didn't get it. I was like, oh, he's just hyped right. up. And he's like, I want to get married to Allie. And La- yeah. that's why Lala was like dismissive of it. But no, he wants retribution <laughs> yeah. for them doing that. I was like, that is awesome. Yeah. Like, and even so- Sheena, when they cut to her confessional, she's like, oh shit. Like he's, that's valid. <laughs> yeah. You, you're right. He, and then he uses that in the next scene. He yeah. says, you know how you guys were just so in love that you just wanted to get, uh, you know, engaged at my engagement. He was like, "That's how I want Allie to be there at the wedding." Like, that's how he secured the invite. It was yeah. actually very, very crafty. Smart. Brock was immediately like, "Just, just do it. Make it work. Sheena. Yeah, make yeah, it work." Yeah. Brock folded like a, a ton of laundry. He was just like, he was just like, "Yep, Allie's invited." We also the last thing before because they go to Schwartz and Sandy's right after. Yeah. They go like, "Let's all go to Schwartz and Sandy's for a little party," and James goes, "Tom, Tom." Yes. It was amazing. And and Tom Sandoval is legitimately pissed. You can tell. He goes, no, Schwartz and Sandy's. And Ariana gets a, gives a very disapproving look at James, like shakes her head at it, because it's so clear that they want to promote Schwartz and Sandy's more and not promote one of Lisa's businesses, you know. Tom, and, Tom. Yeah, that was so funny. That was, James was just, yeah, he was just like, um criticizing everyone he was being so open and honest he talked about how easy it is to make babies and he said it's got to be easy if brock can do it because he's got <laughs> babies like across the country that he hasn't yeah he's seen. like he left the country yeah <laughs> so then yeah so then they go to that like shorts and sandys and then tom sandoval's like standing up on the bar like yeah for no reason i was like this isn't that type of party like i it, know yeah. did you see when he was pouring the shot in brock's um, <laughs> mouth he like was in like this crazy stance where he was like holding the the shaker with yeah. one hand and then supporting his wrist with one finger and the other. No, I didn't see it. He, but <laughs> it was like a kind of like a Spider-Man pose. Oh, like wow. he, he was taking it very seriously. Yeah, Their energy did not match the energy of, of like everyone else. Like they were just like really trying to hype, hype it up. And then James said again, he was like, how many soft openings <laughs> are you guys going to have before you open this thing? Yeah. Which is so crazy. I know. I feel like we've, they've done it like five times already. I know it's, they've had Four different parties now at Schwartz and Sandy's, uh, along with the scenes of them getting it in order. Right. It's like, we know you guys are opening Schwartz and Sandy's. It's been a huge part of this I know. I'm season. telling you, if we have to see that place undone one more time, I'm going to absolutely lose it, oh, oh, um, you, which you, I'm sure I will. Um, yeah. And then Schwartz and Raquel uh, are bonding. He yeah. wants to show her the faux James Terrell uh, installation yeah. that is a portal to another universe in his words and raquel tries to be funny and she goes i definitely want to go to a portal to another universe but she has no like (laughs) funny bone in her so it just comes off as like just a declaration like it's not funny in any way and then they discover in the hallway that they both use the galaxy sleep lights (laughs) so wild there's also been this full revisionist history on the galaxy sleep lights that lala is saying we weren't making fun of her for the galaxy (laughs) sleep lights they're actually cool and like ariana was saying like 
if I had a galaxy, that was last episode. Yeah. She was like, if I had a galaxy light, would you guys make fun of me? And there was like, it was never about the galaxy lights. So she really goes, like, what she doesn't get is that we love it. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but you know, Christina. And Kelly. then they cut to the clip and they go, is she gonna murder us tonight? Yeah, yeah. And Christina, you know, Christina Kelly legitimately meant galaxy uh, lights are lame. Like well, yeah. She was like, the only other person I know that has one is a three year old little girl. <laughs> yeah, and now, yeah. I mean, which I don't I like mean, that they're trying to rewrite history. Just. Just yeah. stay firm in the fact Own that you it. thought... Ga- yeah, yeah, exactly. So then, should we take a trip to Mexico just like the cast did and talk yes. about it? Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just... I can't believe that... Uh, I mean, they all... I love the, the classic bit of them all being at the airport and then, you know, like, all arriving. Like, mm-hmm. I can't tell you, like, how many times on Bravo I've watched a car pull up, someone get the welcome cocktail, uh-huh. the like welcome towel. Is it alcoholic? Yeah. <laughs> then no, yeah. I won't have it. Yeah, they, they, There's always someone that can't have it yeah. or someone that's like, I'll take yours yeah, exactly. or whatever. It happens every time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and there's always, and there's always the, this hotel room is so beautiful. It happens yeah. every single time. Yeah, that's like the like them ordering lunch. It's like yeah. you have to see them get their rooms yep. and there'll be a conversation about like, who has a nice room? Like, whatever. Oh, one thing I wanted to point out. So they made it clear that, so Katie's room was so far away from Lala's. And then Sheena, in her confessional, says, I had her move to another tower <laughs> and taken off the preferred club list. And I'm like, why does she have that power to do that if yeah. she booked, if Katie booked her own room? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't <laughs> she know. banished her I to a different wing. Yeah, I don't know how much to believe Sheena about this whole hotel room <laughs> controversy because how does she have the power to take her off the preferred club status? Right. Like, I'm like, maybe I'll entertain the idea that if Sheena had reserved a block of rooms, yeah. maybe she's the queen of the reservations because yeah. she, like, owns them as, like, the wedding like as the bride, yeah. But Katie I, made it very clear that she booked her own room, that she was able to add. But they're traveling with them, <laughs> right? They're on the trip with them. They flew in with them, right? right? They took the same transportation, so they're literally a part of Sheena's wedding. Right? They're just going to a different. I just, I'm just so shocked that when Sheena said, "I really don't want you on my trip," and Katie obviously wants to be a part of the trip because she already bought it, and she also wants to be on the show for right. the insane cast trip. It's just like she's not doing any separation of herself and, and then schwartz has to go have a private dinner with katie <laughs> right. to like make her have another scene potentially or yeah. whatever it's like they are which they didn't even show right no no and they they are taking shine away from sheena even though they like to admit that this was just a separate trip right and then we find that very conclusively <laughs> that well i guess was there anything else in mexico it was just them going to their rooms and then like tom like schwartz like jumps into his bed and they do kind of a montage with him and um and um raquel also jumping into her bed implying they're both using their galaxy lights and then um sandoval and ariana like she even says she's like i finally have him to myself he's my prisoner and they like jump into the bed together and smooch and it actually seems sweet and it's sad yeah and that seemed odd to me that ariana said something like that because she's not really a like like how Katie was um, right. a few seasons ago about how when Schwartz was taking too much time with Tom Tom Ariana doesn't usually admit that yeah. they're miss they they had this special time I think yeah. she started to lay the groundwork in earlier episodes but that was interesting to hear from Ariana that she's right. like she is trying to prioritize couple time right yeah um, 
yeah, when they walked in and they were like, oh, two beds. I'm like, I mean, might as well. Like, just you guys yeah. just sleep in separate beds. Like, get it over with. But, um, but yeah, so I think what you were leading to was that how insane it is that Christina Kelly sits down at the welcome dinner table, which is like, it looked like there were two, like the family was at like a big table because like Sheena drops the baby off with like her mom and dad. Yes. So then there's a small intimate table that's like just for like the wedding party and Christina Kelly takes a seat. I mean, we've all been to weddings. We, we know <laughs> wedding etiquette. You know, you an uninvited person does not go to any of the uh, events, obviously. And right. the, the fact that it's the welcome party dinner, that's what it was, right? Yeah. Christina Kelly... Who who hates Sheena and Sheena hates her? Sat down at her table, like, that was like, like a six seat table. Yeah, that was so. Well. And, and, and I think people can try to justify that Lala invited her, but it's still up to Christina Kelly to say no. That's going to be too awkward. I'm not going to go to that. Yeah, I, I feel like she's like, well, Katie went to her dinner with Schwartz, so I had nowhere to go, and so. And then it's like, she's like, she's literally the one that made fun of my first wedding and like why I don't want her here. Yeah, I, I there are gray zones with all of the, the actions of, the, of our cast members, but I feel like this is a pure win for Sheena. She's fully in the right. Christina yeah. Kelly should have just stayed in her room or gone to the pool. They wouldn't have filmed her. Right. God knows they I would know. not have filmed Christina is Kelly. Is she just... actually interested in being filmed? Like, she obviously is because she's putting in all this effort, but it's like, go ahead, girl, give us nothing. Like, you're willing to do all of this to be on a show, but like you're the most boring person of all time. I'm like, so glad you're just you're going full out. I mean, like it's and we love you, Christina Kelly. I'm sure you're a wonderful person, but Katie could have done scenes with a cardboard cutout of you, and someone could have done the voice of Christina Kelly, and it would yeah. have had the same impact that Christina Kelly is having in all of these scenes. Yeah, she is absolutely just like a waif. Like she, you can barely like hear her when she talks. Like she's just like nothing and so far the only thing she's contributed to is the shaming of galaxy lights which we have just now <laughs> learned is not at all how anyone else feels besides her right so and sheena did pull um she kind of uh, retroactively canceled stassi again for her yes. quinceanera comment yep, um, yep. that was big i'm like you can't fight with that even though i mean it's a cruel comment i won't yeah. defend it but it was very funny when, when it was said at the, <laughs> at time. the time oh yes i mean that scene <laughs> was so funny at the time. I don't think that she's um, denigrating quinceañeras. She said a skanky girl's quinceañera. No, yeah. I mean, we... I uh, think by that she meant that it was very a junior look. Yeah. Like, she was too old to wear it yes. because it looked like it would be for a skanky teen. I think that's what she meant. Yes. That, that's exactly <laughs> what she meant. And Sheena shouldn't have eight years to reflect on this comment and now say this is the new light in which we should take Stasi's comment. That was... Yeah. A little silly, well, but she I, now identifies with her culture more strongly, maybe. She, yes, yes. You know. um, but she is fully justified in not wanting Christina Kelly at her welcome dinner. Sheena Definitely. is not justified in a lot of things, um, but this is justifiable. I was shocked to oh see God. Christina Kelly. <laughs> yeah, insane. By the way, I like um, a month ago stayed at a place like a resort in Cancun, like just like that. Um, my sister oh, invited me, and it was, so lucky. It was like exactly s- like that. I so um, and I'm like now thinking back, I'm like, holy shit! Imagine if like I stayed there during that time. Oh, if your trip <laughs> had just been whatever, like one month, you know, to the side or whatever, it totally could have happened. There was um, so like 
the one we st- stayed at was like it was all inclusive, but it was like adults only, mm-hmm. and the pool is just like a it's like Vegas vibes. Like people just sit in the pool all day long, and there's like swim up bars. My dream! Oh my god! Um, Did you do that? Swim up bars and yeah. Oh. Um, and uh, I wore my shorts and Sandy's hat in the pool. Um, so you look one just of the like shorts, <laughs> exactly. Um, and a girl, we were talking to a group of guys. My sister was talking to them about golf. And then finally, when I was like, I am out of my element here. I don't know what you're talking about. And then one of their wives came over and was like, is that a Schwartz and Sandy's oh, hat? Yeah. And I was like, yes. And then we just like immediately got in the mix. Um, and uh, the husband then chimed in because he watched too. And his theory, which I completely debunked, I was like, he said that he thinks that the Tom's are gay together, which is a very hetero opinion, yeah. very tired in Man. my opinion. Weak take. And I was like, boo. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was like, him? <laughs> yeah, I, I, dun- I gave him a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden you go underwater and you pull his legs and he just flops down into the water. <laughs> but then like literally like two weeks after that, there was like a rumor that they like had a threesome with Raquel or something like that, which I still don't buy. I don't but buy either. I was immediately like, what if he was right? <laughs> what if that guy, you dunked him in the water and he just is fully valid? validated yeah I don't, I don't believe any threesome rumors it's like the most common go-to salacious thing totally. threesomes are like it was a threesome it's just like yeah for some reason people think they're so crazy that right it's just like instantly like not, the I'm not only saying... the only one that felt plausible in any category that like would maybe be fun to entertain was the idea that which I don't even buy because, again, their sex life was, like, dead anyways. Mm-hmm. But a world in which Tom, Ariana, and Raquel had yes. a hookup yes. where then he, like, took it from there. Yeah. Because yeah. we do know that, like, her and Lala did stuff in the back of his car. We know that. So, like, she's capable of that. You know, we know she's, like, a bi queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, like... I could see something like that where maybe that would be his trump card where he's like, well, she opened the door to a sexual relationship between us. Um, I think that's ultimately probably too fun of a, that's our, a our thing. Yeah, that's our Vanderpump brains being like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. that would be so wild. if Because we know that Kristen and Brittany also had a hookup, so it's not uncommon in this group to have girl-on-girl drunken instances. Um, but I think it's probably not that fun. I was just thinking of Jack's best moments on the show really quick because that just <laughs> you saying uh, Chris, uh, Kristen and Brittany, and the one of the best Jack's moments is how he saw that for sure, and that actually happened, and he kept talking about it because it was true, and Brittany was horrified, and she didn't want it out, and he just did not let it go. He told no. everyone. No, he would never stop talking about it, and, like, even knowing that her mom is, like, a raging homophobe, yeah. and, like... <laughs> and, and they were all gaslighting him. Brittany was like, I didn't... It did not happen. It did not happen, and then incrementally uh, throughout the seasons, Brittany goes, I don't know what happened. She goes, we definitely made out, and we felt boobs, but I don't know what happened after that. So Brittany's basically just admitting this yeah. totally happened. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so funny. And, like, Sandoval did the same thing. Basically, he told all the guys... Yeah what happened between Ariana and Lala and then she's furious with him that's maybe the most mad she's ever been at him she goes get out of my bar and he's like could I at least have a birthday drink and she's like no you're annoying and your hat is annoying yeah Lala was pissed (laughs) um 
Um, oh, oh, was that Ariana who got? Ariana oh, was yeah, pissed was, because oh, yeah, yeah, she was yeah, yeah, bartending yeah, yeah. at Sir. Oh, right, right. Ariana was much more offended. Lala said this was our oh. secret, and I thought I, we and would Lala be able to tell. Lala kept the it. secret yes. for her, yes. and was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." But yeah, Ariana was 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 very and upset. With Ariana me. again um, was more angry than I've seen her in a long time on the end of this episode. Oh yeah, we we yeah we're winding down to the end. Well, I just wanted to say before we get to Ariana's iconic screaming, which yeah. I loved oh, to God. see a trailer moment. It, yeah, Ariana was screaming at james but i like how just in the background just like we keep talking about how there are these little moments where like schwartz's leg gives out for no reason (laughs) james got into a physical altercation with one of brock's wedding guests got in a headlock or something body checked him and then it gracefully ended because someone stopped james from fighting this guy but that wasn't even on camera right so crazy i know i'm like which guy is this who are we talking about like do you think it was that guy that was at the pool party that they claimed was, made out with Raquel, like yeah. that, like buff, like beautiful man. Yeah, that that was really weird that they just that Schwartz was like, "This is the guy that they were talking about." That felt like wrong. Yeah, like felt, I was like, I think he's wrong about that. Yeah, it felt uh, weird. Um, yeah, someone apparently said they know James, and it was one of Brock's drunken, rowdy friends. And then he got too close to him; he's probably sweating. And James said his eyes were rolling back in his head <laughs> drunkenly. And then James is probably like, "Get off me!" Yeah, you know James doesn't fuck you know fuck with people like that yeah he's like get off my nice jacket yeah and then ariana apparently was the one who said james do not get into a physical altercation with one of sheena's wedding guests Mm -hmm. and then when she brought it up to him or they started to talk about it james felt fully justified and he was doing his unhinged james yeah and then ariana finally got to the level where she screamed i've never (laughs) seen her that mad maybe the time (laughs) you were just talking about with sandoval but she was so pissed at james it was like it's she snapped. Like, yeah, it, it, it's like we had been watching James behave badly for a week or however long the timeline of this of this episode was, and Ariana finally was like, "James, enough." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was a, it was, and I you know I loved seeing Ariana so yeah. mad. At she was like um, Taylor Armstrong. Enough, yes. enough. Yeah, and she said <laughs> she said something classic, which is like, "When I talk normally, you guys all ignore me because yeah. she is so matter of fact and she doesn't get uh, rise yeah. to like." dramatic moments or whatever so she had to actually scream to get anybody to pay attention to her and i, I thought that was a very interesting yeah, i noticed that sandoval didn't say diddly squat the whole time uh, oh yeah i know like, i couldn't even tell what he was thinking like he was kind of smirking throughout like but he didn't like back her up at least they didn't show him backing her up um he well, just kind of didn't say anything y- yeah well yeah i mean and that's that is just going more or that's more evidence towards this this sandoval not being a huge part of this season for some mm-hmm. reason it's like I, I don't know what is going on with him but also we are potentially in the affair era mm-hmm. like if we're believing that timeline after guys night yeah he has started to sleep with raquel during yeah this time. i know which like would actually makes sense that he would sort of tap out if yes. something like that was going on like yeah. you would kind of retreat yeah. because you're like self-conscious and you don't want to say the wrong thing yeah yes and I, I i do have a little bit of like gossip but I'm, I'm trying to remember if i heard it from someone where it's like it's a source and i don't want to say i'm not i'm not like trying to make this like a this is a huge <laughs> scoop or whatever but there was a rumor that sandoval and james got into a physical altercation during the season you uh-huh. did you heard that right yeah i you mean the reunion no, or no, no, the not season the reunion, in the season oh. and it, it just didn't narratively make sense um oh. on the show i haven't heard that oh, okay i wish you say you did so that i'd protect my 
<laughs> source. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll I have only heard about like the gossip around who gets into a fight at the reunion. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. But, so, so, but I, I mean, it would have to be like if it happened, it would be soon because they would re we're running out of time. Yes. They would re edit the show to include that. Aren't there like only like four more episodes or something? I was just saying today to uh, Megan, I was saying we don't know how many episodes there are this season. We don't know if the extra footage is going to be an episode. We don't know when the reunion is. It's so weird that we don't know like the yeah, schedule. Because of this, this show. is episode eight. Yeah. And I think originally there were only supposed to be like 10 or 12 episodes or something like there that. There was going to be 12. Andy said it on Radio Andy. I remember this. This could be wrong and, and let us know. But he said six episodes left at a certain point uh-huh. and it made it counted it added up to 12 uh-huh. and they showed a mid-season trailer right you have to think mid-season is it was after the sixth episode right they showed that so i think we're yeah. in the 12 episodes which is zone. like not long especially no. if we're including the new footage like yeah how i mean i think they're gonna have to probably do a two months later kind of a thing because like if we're only in august Yes. Like, what, how are they going to get us to the point where we're at today? Right. If it's, it's March. Yeah. It's April in like two days. Well, I know they're how they're going to do it. They're going to say three months later, and it's going to be Lisa, and she's going to be in a mournful, somber <laughs> pink, <laughs> pink light. She's going to go, and she's going to go. So it has come to this. Wait, how's Lisa talk? I don't. Wanna, I'm never going to do accents on this, but she, she'll say it's come to this. I can't believe it, but. A relationship I thought was so solid has come tumbling down, <laughs> and then it'll then it'll backtrack to you know the new scenes they have. It'll start playing your favorite song. Oh, oh my God, that song is so beautiful, David O'Dowda. Um, I forget what the title is. It's so strange. We should drop something. the sound in. Yeah, right we should. Here. I hope that David O'Dowda likes being a part of the whole VPR universe because it is nice. It's like it's getting people to listen. Yeah, um, but yeah, it there's so much ground to cover. Um, Oh my gosh. And then I heard that, um, is it Jamie, whatever that has the Mondrian, um, uh, footage from her phone. She said that she like licensed it to Bravo, like, because people were like, share the footage, share the footage. And she said that like, she handed it over basically. She did. Yeah. Was that in a recent comment? Wow. Or something. Well, Um, So I'm assuming they're going to plan to like splice a ton of stuff together. Like I bet they'll take like all of the concert footage of like Raquel, like boogieing at all of the Sandoval shows. Our Canyon Club uh, footage, obviously they're going to want to license. Yeah. And your Tom Tom footage. Yeah. Um, Oh, well (laughs) overall, like I'm so glad we both loved this episode. It felt good again. It felt, even though, like we said, it it was low key in terms of VPR standards, it felt, good it felt classic yeah. it, felt it felt fun at home yeah it felt um, nice oh my god i just like got like a flash of like realizing that Kristen filmed for oh. the new episodes and i just got like so happy yeah, me, me too we <laughs> we are in a vanderpump rules era for at least three more months like yeah like full-blown like we are going to be talking about everything i'm saying you and i but yeah. i'm also saying culturally yeah like when Kristen footage starts airing people are going to go nuts they're going to be jumping up and down like crazy and then Vanderpump Rules season 11 is going to start filming and it's like there's going to be no break I know that's why I'm like I feel like we're I mean obviously we fully just have a podcast now so we're all in but like going to like you know we went to Tom Tom that started it all you went to see you next Tuesday we went to court Um, we're gonna go to the Canyon Club Mm -hmm. for Sandoval we're gonna you know like I'm like 
I, I'm like, I guess it, if we're ever going to do all of this stuff, it's got to be now. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, this is the time when all eyes are on the Vanderpump Rules universe, and we are lucky enough to be able to grab our backpacks and race, race over to Canyon Club. And so, like, you know, we should do it. Yeah. I mean, this is the Vander- This is the biggest thing in Vanderpump Rules history. Yeah, and, and our, we have- our listeners are counting on us. Yeah, and with that, I want to say, you little turtles, Amy and I love you so much. Thank you for the beautiful reviews you've left. You've seen some of yeah, those reviews. Yeah, they're so nice. Like, ugh, like I, I'm shocked that anyone will put in that effort because I listen to so many podcasts and I subscribe to Patreons and yeah. I love them. And I, I think that a lot of the podcasts I listen to, I consider them my friends in my delusion. Like, yes. I'm like, they're my best friends. And I haven't even left a review. Yeah. So if you guys do rate and review, I'm pretty sure that the algorithm really takes to those yeah so if you have it in your heart i think you know it's really helpful and so nice yeah it's so nice and we yeah we love it so much and unlike the podcast that we listen to or we think we're friends with the people that we're listening to you guys actually are our friends and yeah. we want to be best friends with all of you amy and i love you yeah you're i don't have any real friends you guys are my friends yeah so yeah i guess we don't have any more things to close us out except we love you so much i hope you like this episode and if you have a reaction to it if you think we're way off base let us know on the turtle time tiktok yeah tiktok instagram email email <laughs> email us that would be so fun we should come up i think we should do a hotline yeah oh yeah so we get callers and if they have something really really good we can yeah, play it live we could bleep it yeah we bleep. oh speaking of bleeps i think we've got a couple things to bleep in this episode <laughs> don't forget <laughs> all right okay Bye, love you turtles, turtles. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.